0: Killed him? No, I did not. I gave him life.
1: To the Exploding Heads Horror Movie Podcast, episode number 64. Four. When i 64. Da-da-da-da-da. Anyway. Uh, he always has a song. I'll,
2: I have no clue. He's down. singing already. <laughs> 10 seconds in, he's singing.
1: This is true. I have a song or a dirty joke for everything I hear. Not, not, not a dirty joke, like there once was a man from, or, you know, just like you could say something like, just say a word, and, and I'll, I'll say something sexual. Go ahead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay, puck. See, I did it backwards. If you would have said puck, I would have said, oh, that's, that's so basic. Anyway, a, a, another day. You're I'm, Dave <laughs>
0: <You're
1: basic. laughs> I'm Dave Z. you basic. I'm Dave Z. What's your guys' names? We've got to introduce ourselves now. Remember, because of that guy. Every yeah. time.
3: We're only doing it because of that guy. I'm Christian, everybody. Oh my God. And no one else okay. matters. Okay. Two No <laughs> matters.
2: I refuse to introduce myself. Okay, I'm I'm a man, I'll do it.
3: The man who needs no
1: introduction.
2: <laughs>
1: I beg to differ.
2: Brandon. <laughs> Doc, Dr. Kanye West.
1: Right? That's 13. <laughs> I'm telling you. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's all that. I, I get a, it's
3: all that opening music.
1: <laughs> I get a kick out of it that that guy actually thought that our names were in that fucking. I'm sorry to laugh at him, but you can't
2: you can't decipher what's in there. Might as well be our names.
1: It's some backward satanic shit. It's it, it's. Fucking... I love
2: it. I love it. I'm just saying it could be our names in there. <laughs>
1: Okay, do it exorcist style. Have someone listen and say, it's English, backwards,
2: you know? Marco, after you finish up with the Hall of Fame and the Hall of Lame, get on it. <laughs> start, start listening backwards.
1: Yes, if anybody wants to do that for us, we will give you um, uh, a free triple R. Tell us what it says backwards, if it says anything. Vince Vaughn commands
2: you to do it. fucking uh, uh, Vince Vaughn nation, that needs to go away.
1: I don't even know what you're talking about, so I'm okay. The you're power lucky. of Vince compels you. Of course I'm lucky. The power of Vince compels <laughs> 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 okay, episode sixty-four tonight. We're going to talk about the Reanimator franchise trilogy, whatever we're calling it—a franchise, as we've said verbatim and fucking yeah, ad nauseum.
2: Because it, it is a
1: franchise. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a franchise. It's the trilogy. It is whatever we want to call it. But that's what we're doing. We're going to do Reanimator, the original, Brighter Reanimator, and Beyond Reanimator. We're going to rock those out. We're going to do some triple R's in between. We're going to have a little drawing at the end. And that's about
3: it. You know, I mentioned a couple episodes ago, and I don't know if you guys have, have noticed this or have watched it, but there is a reanimator. I don't know if it's a on series, Prime or, yeah on, on Prime. Prime. It's like yeah, another I saw movie. That. I think it's a. I think it's like a newer movie,
2: like a remake. Is it an Italian remake? It's foreign, yeah. I think it's
3: Italian, and I thought it was Spanish, but I could be wrong. But it is another uh, remake of. I think it's like it. It's not a remake. It's based on. H.P. Lovecraft's yeah stories. So, it's called oh, it's called oh. Herbert
2: West Reanimator, right? Yeah,
1: or really? Herbert
2: West Reanimator, or yeah, Kanye yeah. West Reanimator.
1: <laughs> I just want to well, let posters
3: know that's not part of the show.
1: <laughs> I never heard of it. No, there's been all kinds of talk about them doing another one. So maybe someone saw that and they decided, hey, let's rip it off, and and we'll, and we'll do it like the people you know tend to do.
3: Now, I I do want to see this. I don't know. I don't know if I want to give it away yet because I think do I do, I get, yeah. I, I just wondered if I if I get into it now, am I blowing my load? Send it out, boy! Yeah, I don't think they should make another one if uh, with, with uh, Jeffrey Combs and whatnot. Because if Beyond Reanimator
1: is any indication, it's it's too late.
2: Oh, fuck that. Beyond Reanimator? Nah, we'll get into
1: it. <laughs> what if they brought back uh, a Kane, too? What if they brought them both back? Then Kane, we'll
3: be like Kane turns state's evidence. Fuck him. <laughs> there are always going to be fan people out there that are going to say bring it on so who am i to say no but for me i think it's too late Were they
2: originally supposed to be like a bunch of reanimators sequels like a dr moreau one wasn't there another one they were talking about doing the white house one. The
3: white house, house one yeah. the white house one yeah i kind white of wonder house. what like why they hadn't Gotten because like get the money because I think Beyond Reanimator is pretty evident like that it was foreign investment and so they were able to get mu- the funds I just don't know why they didn't start cranking them out a bit more.
1: I'll tell you what because by the time they got to the third one they couldn't get any funds they 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 fucking filmed in Spain
3: that's why. But that's where the money was Romania so got, Spain. Well, America. it was on the
1: cheap though. That's what I'm saying. They couldn't even do film it in in the states. They had to get people. They had to get actors from Spain. You know what I mean? They they. Think about it. Nowadays, you can make an independent film for most of them are made for a couple million or under. But back then, when they made this one, and it wasn't even all that long ago, they had to fucking go outside the country. And it was, I don't know if you want to say the film suffered because of it, but it's definitely noticeable.
3: Yeah.
1: But well, I, I don't want to blow it on that. Yeah, well, I mean, you know. Blow, we're right. all
3: blown Do you guys
2: know the phases? connection between Reanimator and Die Hard?
1: I've never seen Die Hard, so don't look at me.
2: Christian, do you know the connection between Reanimator and Die Hard? I do not. The original Reanimator. Okay, no. I just if the listeners know. I mean, obviously we're we're gonna talk about it in like two seconds, but you have fifteen seconds or a minute before we start talking about the first movie and uh, see read. if you know, see if you notice.
1: No, I got to read email. It's gonna take. Uh, I'll oh, try Gruber. To Gruber.
3: Yes, Hans Gruber. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I was like trying to go through it. Hans Gruber. That's it. Gruber. Hans.
2: That's the, name, the, the, of the name of the, yeah,
3: yeah the villain in, uh, in Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, Hans oh. Bubby. <laughs> oh. I, I was like, what could be the connection? What am I missing here?
1: Interesting, okay. How no have I you have. not
3: seen Die Hard? Yeah, it's that's that's a dude. deeper question that I need to get into. It, it, doesn't, has, it has guns in it.
1: Yeah, it doesn't appeal to me. I don't like action flicks, really. You know this. It's just never, I don't know. They seem too, I can't explain why. They just seem too far-fetched. They're supposed to, I mean, they're, I understand horror movies are far-fetched, but that's supernatural, that's different stuff. It's supposed to be other, other otherworldly and things like that. But action movies are supposed to be, they present themselves as being sent, as being set in a normal world with when normal things happen. Like superheroes. They make regular people into superheroes, and it just doesn't work for me to see a a guy that's able to do all these ridiculous things. And, And also on top of it, they're very predictable. That's my issue with them, and it has been since childhood.
3: I mean, hey, we could say that about any genre, I guess, because I know yeah. that a ton of people I know would probably say the same thing about horror. I'll slap they them across the but... face with a dead fish, but they'll say it anyway.
1: Yeah, but yeah, but that's it. there's so many subgenres of horror, though. They can't do that. You can fish them all day. Action, action to me, and I don't want to sound like an ass at all, but action to me is the, the way people feel about horror you know, like the normal guys walking around out there, you know the the normies. The way they view horror, that's the way I view action. Action to me is like bottom of the barrel, if you will. That's just what it feels like to me. It's like the lowest form of entertainment, as far as. And I don't mean that to insult anyone. I'm just saying, from where I sit, I would rather watch anything over an action film, any 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 type of film. That's just no, no, know, The way I feel.
2: Interracial porn.
3: <laughs> Necro porn. <laughs> Especially wow.
1: You can say what you want about porn, but everybody knows how big that industry is. So, you know, it is what it is. Let's get to this. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's get right into it. Yeah, let's get right into it. Okay, balls deep. Here we go. Question on movie title from Top 20 from Jeff and Debbie. Okay. Hey, guys, this one's for Brandon.
2: Oh, no. (laughs) Let's not get into it.
1: (laughs) Brandon, what was the name of the movie? That made your top 20. I think it started with an M. Maybe like a slasher of some kind. I think it was a little bit older. Thanks. Oops. Do you guys have your list posted anywhere on the internet? I checked on Horophilia. But I didn't see any anything or anywhere or anything like that. Thanks Jeff Labelle. So we didn't post our top 20s anywhere. Maybe we should. That, that's a good point. But uh, B, do you know what he's talking about? An older movie slasher? M. Man,
2: I wish I hadn't erased my list
1: uh-huh. why do you do well
2: i erase
1: everything
2: i everything. do erase everything
1: i i keep everything
2: when you said m slasher, except, except i immediately
1: notes.
2: i <laughs> <laughs> i immediately was gonna say maniac remake but that's not older unless five years is old
1: that's what i was thinking maniac remake as i was reading it because i can't think of what else it would be
2: <laughs> could have been martyrs martyrs was on there
1: yeah
2: oh my oh. god I, i'm so bad
1: I don't know, M. I can't think either. I would have thought Maniac remake. Maybe you know it. what? It,
2: I mean, we'll we'll post the list because I I know uh, I think I think Charlene has the list and had asked me if we wanted them, so maybe I'll just get them and post them. Cool. Because she- I'd li- I'd like to see what my top twenty favorite R oh, films are like, too. What
3: a, this fucking guy? I got my list. That's all that matters to me. I got
1: mine. That's right. I, absolutely. That's not hey, going hey,
2: at the minute I announced my number one and all twenty were out there. My list changed immediately. (laughs) That's how I am. Everything is liquid. It's constantly changing and flowing. And you can't... (laughs) Everything is liquid. (laughs) Yes!
1: Everything is liquid! (laughs) (laughs) Everything is liquid when it's in my dreams.
2: You guys are very set in your top films. And I hear it all the time. Some people... A lot of people are. They say they'll never change. I don't feel... As strongly about a film to say that it will never lose its position.
1: What do you want to play for?
3: What do you mean? Position.
1: Thank you. All right. Friday
3: fanboys strike again.
1: That's right. Can you please
2: hold off on this till we do the freaking franchise? We've been
1: holding it for
2: years. (laughs) No, I say
1: Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Brandon, what'd you say? (laughs) Why, Why? I missed something.
2: I don't know what he was going to say. I was no. going to say, we can't do the Friday franchise now. We have to wait till the Creighton Duke spinoff comes.
1: Fuck, oh, stop. Fuck that. I'm yeah. not even acknowledging him. I'm not acknowledging Creighton Duke or fucking that, that director. I, I,
2: no. Well, somebody asked what our thoughts were on, that, on the Facebook page, and it's, my thoughts are, fuck that and fuck anything that comes yeah, up.
3: <laughs> fuck it. Unless he comes back in, he's introduced to the spider walk because he was folded in <laughs> half. I'm not watching it. That'd
1: be awesome. Like, well, you know what <laughs> was you know, was, yes, you know what was interesting?
2: We should bring it up just real quickly for two seconds because Mike uh Merriman posted about it was that deleted scene from, from Nightmare that we'd never uh Yeah, yeah I, didn't. I, I you know what?
3: I I don't know how I forgot about that because I'd definitely seen that before. I didn't see it. I didn't see it I didn't until see it. I started editing and I was looking for the I was looking for shots to, uh, of audio just to get really quickly from YouTube because I didn't feel like going through my DVDs and extracting everything and all that crap. So I actually had that collector's leader's disc, and that scene wasn't on it. It's shocking. Wow. You know what? I'm
2: glad they took the scene out. How are you? I am totally glad they took it out. It doesn't work. It would have felt too forced, and it would have felt a little too silly trying to, like, how would Every single Elm Street kid have repressed their memories of having a sibling.
1: Yeah, maybe I, I have to look at it again. I just kind of uh, I just
2: it. I, I just I didn't I didn't like the flow of the scene. I mean, granted, it's easier to say having seen what it ended up being a million times, but I just I didn't like the way the way it played out. Yeah, that's
3: well, a, it's funny that's something you would expect more to come out from a more modern film now, like the remake, even though that they. <laughs> fucking hate you
1: oh man i can't wait to see the the backlash we're gonna hear from that because motherfuckers i'm, or, I'm already telling you.
2: a lot of people are still saying they're watching a lot of people are going through this franchise and they're watching uh freddie's dead and they're like oh at least it's not as bad as that piece of shit the remake i'm like you yeah. mm. i'm like look Just i used wait. to be i used to be in that same boat until we did this franchise show yeah man
1: indeed well speaking of franchise we should probably move on uh are you guys ready are you guys ready for reanimator
2: i thought right. you yeah, had to do a uh thing an email oh, or
1: something i did I, I read the email this guy not only does he not remember his top 20 in a movie with m he doesn't even remember <laughs> i just read him an email pertaining to it directly, I thought I was the guy. Uh,
3: directly about him oh, like uh, it never happens no one cares what he says
1: not it's not an
3: email a drawing weren't you doing a drawing
1: well, we're gonna do two drawings, but I guess we can do one to start it off since you since you segued. We're gonna do two drawings tonight involving Patreon. I had
2: to save myself because I forgot about the email you read to me about four seconds.
1: It's all right. You saved yourself. Good, good, good recovery. Okay, uh, we're gonna do two. All Patreon. The first is gonna be the regular one that we always do, where if you're a one or a three dollar contributor, we're gonna spin the wheel and whoever comes up. Is going to get to choose the triple R for us. The other one is speaking of Nightmare on Elm Street. We, I am giving away my Nightmare on Elm Street DVD box set, which I just purchased for this particular show to watch three of the films, which I didn't own. Watched them once, and then a few days later, the Blu ray box set was there for ten dollars more. So, I'm getting that one and I'm going to give this away to a Patreon listener. So, let, let's do the other one first. And you know, by the way, if so, whoever. Whoever wins, if, if they already have it, which is entirely possible, just contact me and I'll, I'll hook you up with something else. Just just because I got things here. So, OK, I'm going to do the first one for the triple R. So between one and twenty four. OK, so let me open up the random randomizer. I'm talking like those guys. Good God. Is it a randomizer or randomizer?
2: Randomizer.
1: That's what I thought too, but they always call it freaking randomizer. You do
2: not shots. wanna listen to twenty-two shots for any sort of pronunciation.
1: I know, I know, I know. Okay, between one and twenty-four. Somebody give me a number between one and thirteen.
3: Six. Eight.
1: <laughs> Christian wins with six. Be eight fr- for the next he week.
2: went Friday six. <laughs> that fucking 5, <laughs>
1: Four, five, six. The winner is number 21, and number 21 is Dub Doubles. There you go. Yay, Dubby. Good old Dubby. All right. So, Dubby, hook it up. Let us know what you want us the triple R, and we are on it. Okay. Let's do the other one now, too. Then, what the hell? Why not? We'll do eight for the next drawing.
3: Yeah. Did my picture freeze? Did my picture freeze in the corner? You're gone. You don't even have a picture. My night's better.
1: Yes, indeed. So this is between 1 and 97. Yes,
3: so indeed. let's do this. Did we lose Brandon?
2: <clears throat> oh, I just turned off my camera and turned it back on.
1: Oh, boy. Why are you upside okay. down now? <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Number 56. The winner of the Nightmare on Elm Street box set. Number 56. Oh, it's, it's uh, Jerry Cortez. Yeah, Mr. Nice. Venom. Yeah, good old Jerry. Well, Jerry, if you have it, just let me know. And again, something else will come your way. But right now, contact me and I'll send you Nightmare on Elm Street DVD box set. So, boom, people really win on exploding heads. <laughs> That's our new slogan. <laughs> yeah, it should be. Why not? We got a million of them. Okay, B. B is back. Okay, we can see him. Can we hear him? <laughs> yes, we can. Hello.
2: Hello.
1: All right.
3: I was never gone. It's do we want to? <laughs> hey, hey,
1: hey, hey. Let's get on with Reanimator. Are, are we ready?
3: We've been ready for a while now.
1: <laughs> Be. All
3: you right. Got on?
2: Speaking of twenty of uh, 22 shots, Reanimator is actually directed by Stuart Gordon, Jeremy, not Stephen Gordon. <laughs> 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 don't
1: go gordon oh, yourself. Oh my what?
2: God. He said it was Oh, uh, Jeremy was so funny. I love you, Jeremy. A dedicated student at a medical college and his girlfriend become involved in bizarre experiments centering around the reanimation of dead tissue when an odd new student arrives on campus. This came out in nineteen eighty five and like I said, directed by Stuart Gordon and based off a story by HP Lovecraft.
3: I'm gonna start I'm gonna jump right in here, and I'm not gonna make a lot of friends here, but I don't care. We have this company, Empire Pictures. Releasing shit fest after shit fest after shit fest, suddenly they get this gem of a movie out there, Reanimator, and I dare say that Stuart Gordon is the highlight of the Empire Pictures filmography, uh, and that includes pretty much his three films that he did for that, them. That sure. doesn't that doesn't
2: sound like anything controversial, right there? Yeah. Who oh, there's a ton it. of
3: people that like. Wasn't Terravision one of them? Uh, oh you, well, you probably made old. movies upset. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. There, there <laughs> okay. are a lot of other movies out there that I'm not saying that they're not enjoyable, but shit is, is a great way to describe them. Okay, mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah, maybe it's the because
1: of, <laughs> the shit. Maybe it's because everybody's buying that that box set and posting pictures of it and talking about it. The Empire Box. I remember when it first came out.
2: <laughs> yeah, everybody <laughs> needed that eight hundred dollars box. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: And hey. Who am I to hate on it? I don't care. To each his own. Again, people get offended. I just laugh. I just I just find it humorous that when anytime something is released, it's everybody's favorite. And you know what? Again, to each his own. What do I care? It just makes me laugh. That's all. I mean, Dave, I, I do stupid shit, co- too. I
2: bought you three copies of Combat Shock.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: there you go. Fucking
1: Combat. I never heard of it until Christian brought it up the one time. And now all of a sudden, it's getting blown fucking more than John Holmes. I mean, well, whatever. <laughs> Two each his own. What do I care? I, I again, it's it's just funny. It's just an observation. I guess it's human nature. You know, whatever. It's. But I. You anyways. know who? You
3: know who was uncredited but did some of the effects on this movie? Beekler. Um, I heard. Bickler? I remember. Yeah. Yeah. You Bickler. probably did the sloppy parts because. You, uh, you leave my boy Bickler alone.
1: You don't like Beekler?
3: I'm not a big Beekler fan. No. Are he you serious? Me. Yeah.
1: Something oh, about him because, bugs me.
3: Yeah. His because
1: I can see that because because he whined a lot uh, about New Blood. Yeah, he seems, of course, was very
3: him. arrogant for a guy that directed Cellar Dweller.
1: <laughs> You're right. You're right. <laughs> this is true. I'll give you that. I've Never seen Cellar Dweller. You better you better go through his whole filmography, Mister Mister New Blood.
3: Yeah, <laughs> he's blowing him left, right, and center. Doesn't even know one film he made.
1: <laughs> oh shit. Okay, so back back to uh, Reanimator. The effects. Holy sh! I'll tell you what, two things make this film. Maybe this is controversial. I don't think so. No,
2: it's only two things that make this film. Let's just say, let's just hope you get the two right things.
1: I I don't see how it could be anything else except for the effects and, and the performance of Jeffrey Combs.
2: That's that's the only two things that this movie has going because there's really whoa, 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 whoa. no story. There's really no cramped and I
1: know. See, go ahead.
2: Oh whatever. She's gorgeous naked. Whatever. She okay. doesn't like add anything to the film. They could have gotten any beauty to to do it. But Jeff. But uh, Jeffrey Combs is fucking brilliant and hilarious. Yeah, you said and you it's make her... it
3: sound like that this movie had nothing else going. For oh it. no,
1: of course not. It's, it's a sho- it's
2: a showcase of great effects. Yeah. And Jeffrey Combs just hilarious one-liners and and acting in terms of it
3: being a great story or anything. Well, the script is playful. No, the script is playful too. I'm not saying it's this intricate plot, but it's great how they set up the characters, they bring Herbert West to the school, and and how they progress the the relationship and friendships. Like uh, Obviously, Brendan's reaction, no. No,
2: (laughs) it's very simple though. And and the only reason why I'm criticizing this is because as the movie progresses they introduce a a much darker subplot to the story in terms of dr hill and his deeply unsettling relationship with megan and his fondness for her including his file and having hair of hair of hers in his file that would have made this a much darker film it's still a dark film it's still not like a kid's film or anything but it plays very goofy which i like but then has some like really dark undertones to it.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean It's
2: almost it's it's almost like a, it's like it's almost like a uh, two movies in one. It's well, not a bad, it's not a bad thing. It's just almost like like I wish like if they had focused more on like some serious subject matter, but then they would have lost the comedy. I mean right from the opening scene, just that the scene with him with, with him uh over-injecting Dr. Gruber. And then the nurse starts screaming, and then it pans to Wes screaming. I was laughing my ass off in the first two seconds. Just
3: just them screaming. It's hilarious. Oh, I had a giddy old smile on my face because I'd been – this was on my list to watch this year because I said, uh, you know, it's something that I used to watch religiously, like, multiple times every year. Yeah. And then I just stopped. And I, I had that Millennium Edition uh, DVD uh, the, the green set. one? Yeah. yeah. The one that yeah, has like, the extended cut, the, the, unrated yes. ver- the original unrated version, and then the unrated version runs uh, shorter than the R rated version, funny enough, because yeah. the R rated, they added a bunch of more of the hypnosis stuff uh, and whatnot. But uh, getting back on track, so I was saying that I wanted to watch this again, so I was so glad when we said we we're going to do it as part of the franchise uh, show. And. It was great. So a smile came across my face. I absolutely loved it. But I didn't watch my DVD. Not what I, not what I,
0: watching watching <laughs> I watched
3: it on Shudder. The whole point of what was going on there is I watched it on Shudder. And Thank I think they had the Blue Ray or 1080p version of it. But They're I wrong. will have to tell you that the colors on there were a little off. I found a lot of the pe- people's skins had like almost like a pink hue to it. Yeah, yeah
2: Herbert, Herbert West looked like James Earl Jones. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this
3: fucking guy. Well,
1: <laughs> dude, I had the same problem because I, I, I had the blue, and I thought I had the blue for Bride, um, but I, I was mistaken. I thought I had the arrow. I did not. However, I, I watched Bride on, I think, Prime. I think it was on Prime, and it had the same cover as the arrow does. So you think it's going to be all nice. I watched it. And the transfer was just so-so, and the sound was not good. On Bride? On Bride. No, you yeah. know what?
3: We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, I think that's just the movie. Um, and I'll, I'll mm. explain after. But no, uh, I, I was weird because I was expecting, and don't get me wrong, it was beautifully, a, a beautiful, crisp transfer, but I just found the skin tones were color-timed incorrectly. They just seemed to be mm. pink, more pink than they should be. Yeah, you like note. them,
2: you like them pink skin tones, don't you?
3: Yeah. As we're trying to get critical here, Brandon, you just keep cracking wise and bringing down the review.
1: <laughs> I was supposed to be the guy that said everything I have a sexual joke for. He's right.
2: talking about pink skin tones.
1: <laughs> it, and come on, his face or it came across. Yeah, yeah his face. It's, it's, I, I heard coming that. Coming across. Yeah. I did hear it as soon as he said it, and I, I was I let it go, but I need you to to say something, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> This is fun. I so, love how
3: they have fun where she's like, no, 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 yes, yes, yes. It turns into, oh, yes, yeah. cries of passion. I love that transition. Yeah, okay, the dead cat's a little goofy, but... Oh, the dead cat's oh, hilarious, so Great scene. Yes. Great scene. It's just He's- a fun, wild zombie ride. Like it, They took the zombie film idea, and I thought they just had a, a blast with it. This is before Peter Jackson. This is before Evil Dead 2. This was almost like a prototype for where we went with these these horror comedies, especially the, the zombie splatter horror comedies that we seem to get that became a dime a dozen.
1: This did it right with the mix of of, of horror and comedy. Like I say, uh, people I always right. say I don't I don't like horror comedies that much. Well, I do, this, this I, right. I didn't
2: I didn't feel like it was necessarily anything more than horror comedy. I don't, feel like, perfect the, blend I don't, I don't feel like I don't feel like the darker themes ever really Came to the forefront, so I, I feel like it plays more like a, just a straight horror comedy.
1: Well, yeah, so what? Is no, that, that's
2: that's yeah. that's fine. That's fine. I'm just saying it. It never felt like anything else. It felt like it could have been something else. Like I said, with, especially with with Doctor Hill and with with Megan, if if they had focused on that story more. But but it's it's not. It wouldn't have been as good of a movie because it's Jeffrey Combs.
1: Oh, dude, it is Jeffrey Combs and back to the cat and his delivery of lines. <laughs> Seriously.
2: He yells, he, yells, he yells for Dan to get out of there. The cat's on his back. He's oh, basically yeah. telling he's basically telling Dan to save himself. Get out oh. of here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now if you now if you're Dan Kane, and you know it's your cat, would you kill the fucking thing? Would you would your first instinct be just because it's on the back of West, would your instinct because he really goes after that fucking cat and kills it? No, he I tries would, again exactly. and again.
2: I that, don't that think I would. No. Well, he had just seen it dead in the fridge like an hour before. It
1: it's still your cat. What if I saw you dead in the fridge an hour ago and you're up <laughs> running around a deck you, in the see you,
2: you, you can wall chuck me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pick
2: you
3: up by your leg and spin yeah, you Yeah, just wall chuck. And I'm I'm the one that usually jumps all over the place, but we haven't even talked about the absolutely jaw-dropping brain surgery scene. Oh. Practical effects at their finest. And that's where we have West challenging Doctor Hill with the pencil snap and the joke about <laughs> I suggest you get yourself a pen. pen. <laughs> six
1: to twelve minutes. Yeah. <laughs> there's great. such
3: there's so many great quotable lines from this.
1: So much. That they're not so even much. just
3: one liners, like that's six to twelve minutes. So, so much. There is a great script here, and and I think it often gets I don't maybe it doesn't often get overlooked. But I don't think a lot of people give it credit because, I, again, Brandon, I don't know if you're coming across of the simplicity being a detriment to the film. It's not a detriment to the film. It, it
2: – I don't know. I don't know. I, especially watching it this time and seeing darker themes there and darker ideas, I, I guess for me it was a little bit of a detriment. I'm like, oh, wow, they could have explored this. But then it's it, – we're talking about a completely different film then. And and of course, it would change the whole tone of of Wes's character. So it would it would be completely different. It, it's it's almost a non-issue because it would just it would just be too too different.
1: You know what though? Isn't it kind of weird that that whole thing between Dr. Hill and um, and Megan is only set up ultimately for one gag at the end? Because without that, none of it's even necessary. I mean, Dr. Hill, he just wants to get rich. That's why he wants to rip off West when the time comes. So that whole they spend all that time investing, and I'm not Curtis, I have very little to critique here, believe me, but I'm, it's just occurring to me now that they spend all this time investing his infatuation with Megan, and it's sprinkled throughout the film, and then it grows deeper and we learn more, and everything else, all just for the head gag at the end. If you think about it, if you take that out, there's no need to even have that in the film. <laughs>
3: I, right? I, don't, I think they do expand right. on that a bit more in the R-rated one. The relationship but again, his, his relationship just said. I think she's a gorgeous young woman that he's infatuated with.
2: And but he's been infatuated with her since she's a kid. That that was the part that pushed it into a little bit darker territory. It's one thing to just be the you know the creepy uncle type. You know she's she is a grown woman at this point. But then you know they go back and you see high school track meets and stuff like that, and they hint at like a much darker more disturbing. And, you know, this was the 80s back when pedophilia wasn't frowned upon.
3: As much. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck well, <laughs> about, because I didn't see this in the theater, I saw the video box and I'm like, I have to watch this movie because Herbert West has a very good head on his shoulders and another one in a dish on his desk. And you just be, it just said, I need to rent this movie. And I think, uh, quite frankly, I think the first time I saw it was the R-rated version. I, I, I honestly can't remember my reaction to it. I, from, really, have only watched the unrated one since, and then gone to watch the extended scenes, here and there. But I've, I've really just know the unrated. So I don't even know from a gore standpoint what how much was cut. I know that there's quite a bit of that sexual overtone that was cut out of it. But uh, oh, it's a
2: big difference in in running time. I'm talking 18 minute difference.
1: Yeah, but not for gore. That's for, just like, that's yeah, just, yeah, right. that's it's The R-rated
3: one runs longer.
1: Yes. <laughs> it's An always hour. been gory. I've always yeah. recalled it as gory since the first time I saw it. And it had to be R-rated when it was on VHS in the 80s, the first time I saw it. So it's never been a question of that. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's always been the same gore. I don't know if it was ever. But then again, what year is this, 85? Yeah, 85.
3: Uh, 85. Gore. Yeah.
1: We had gore then, especially with something coming to home video. You know what I mean? That's it, it was expected. Think about this. We had that, we had Return of the Living Dead, we had Day of the Dead, we had fucking good gory zombie type films going on. And speaking of those movies, let me say that I do think that Reanimator is overlooked. Because I think it's every bit as good as Return of the Living Dead. But people place Return of the Living Dead on a pedestal, I think, much more than this film. And I, to me, they're equals. I put them both on a pedestal.
2: I, I put them I love, both on, on the lower step of a stepladder. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like,
0: uh, it's
2: still nice and not on the ground or anything. They're just not <laughs> up on a high pedestal, you know. They're you know, far I, from ground. I, think I, I, I love it, them and both. And it has, it has to be a stepladder because I, I
3: never knew my real ladder. <laughs> this what? was this was my number 14 on my top 20 horror films of all time and return of the living dead was my number 8. Both of them are fantastic films. What a year for um zombie flex. I mean we had Day of the Dead as well. I mean it, it, this was a yeah. stellar year. 85 was a stellar year.
1: Yep, 80 to 85 is just, it just all rocks. It, it really does. Uh, I mean let me just say that I did a list on Skeleton Crew once. We talked about either our top 10 or our top 5 Favorite um, horror actors. Jeffrey Combs is not on my shortlist. And a lot of it, this is a standout performance. And I find it strange that his performance in this, uh, it's probably just the writing, but it, it is not the same performance you get in part two and part three uh, of this franchise. And we'll get to that. But the way he is in this film, it has to be the writing because he doesn't have any of those amazing lines. Like in this film, it's a showcase. For the first half hour, the first act of this of this film, is, yeah. it, it, it's fucking fantastic. It really is. Everything, like I said before, with the cat, that whole situation when the girl shows up and he's like, he's like, uh, "Would you please leave now?" You know, it's just yeah. <laughs> he's great. And that, that, that famous line, "What do you want? What What would a note say?" Dan, cat dead. Details later. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. His delivery of lines in this film, it's I feel just. Like-
2: but the character does develop as the series goes on.
1: I disagree. He does not have lines like Dan, he does
2: not have lines like this. But I mean, he, this is he's he's the bumbling sort of like prodigy idiot at this point. He's almost like goofy and not uh, set in his ways Socially yet. goofy, socially goofy. Yeah,
3: he's, he's a goofy. genius. He's a genius. Yeah. yeah a, he is, socially he is, he is. awkward. Goofy might be wrong because, yeah, Goofy makes it... a. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's no, socially awkward, awkward, and that and that fits the character. I actually agree with Brandon to a certain degree because I see a nice progression as a recreation in Brighter Reanimator of the character, uh, and I, I I feel like it's still there, uh, beyond not so much, but that
1: I just. Really? I, I was waiting to see it when I watched Bride. He's like, you know, just certain, his delivery of certain situations. Like, you know, when they go in the thing, goes, oh, this meatball run over by so-and-so. And he looks over and he goes, meatball? He doesn't have those comic <laughs> lines like that at all. At Here, all. And when meatball. the girl comes up, and he, yeah, here's your meatball. Right. <laughs> he's great. <laughs> and when Megan shows up and they're in the thing and he's like, damn, bitch. He's <laughs> <laughs> and it's a guy's girlfriend. He's fucking... I don't know, I. But th- that speaks volumes as to how high I am on his performance in this film. I think it's second to none. I think it's one of the best performances we've seen. I I think it's fantastic. I just don't think, and we'll get to those movies. I just I just feel that this is a, a, a showcase uh, a, a, to steal, you know, Brandon's word uh, of effects and the performance. Of Jeffrey Combs. I think Wouldn't it be, would it
2: be darker though? His character would be just as effective and just as dark if you took out the comedy because he'd be a fucking lunatic. He'd probably be like one of the best villains of all time.
1: He still if, is one of the best villains of all time just from this film alone.
2: Just, no because you cheer for him too much. I, I, he does, I know he's bad he's crazy and he's just killing everyone just to, to you know get his work you know to the point where he wants it but it almost feels like you're rooting for him the whole time so he can't he can't really feel like a villain on the level of like a Hannibal Lecter or you know someone like that.
3: I don't think he is a villain on that. Doctor Hill is the villain in this movie. No, I know, but at, but at the but at the
2: root of it, so is so is West. Well, sure he is. West because
1: has, he has no has disregard for too many things. He
2: has disregard for for human life. He just he's right. all about his experiments. But the scene in the morgue is great. I love it.
3: Oh, the, like the bone saw. Are...
2: Oh, the bone saw uh, when he kills it. and I mean, see, you must have been salivating seeing uh, frontal oh, male nudity. Dead zombie penis? Beautiful. Dead zombie. <laughs> That's your favorite kind of penis. It just melts yeah. in your mouth.
3: <laughs> That's going to be the title of our first movie.
2: Dead zombie penis? Dead zombie penis. <laughs> Tagline, it just melts in your mouth? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Who's going to believe a talking head? Get a job at a side show.
3: Which, which oh, they great. use as a plot device for part two which I thought was great. But, hey, we'll get to that, too.
1: Right. So that's but why yeah. I think there's
3: some smart elements uh, that get recreated in the sequel. But that whole morgue scene is great. The orderly, the black orderly, I can't remember his name. He's hilarious. He's great. I'm the police.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's great. Uh, the only the only critique I have, they spend a little too much time with, um, with uh, Halsey afterwards when he's in that zombified state it's just it gets a little bit too a little bit too goofy in those scenes and that's it that's a mild critique and that's all i can say i mean th- like i said they didn't make my top 20 but I-, I said it on their very show that i watched two other movies t- to figure out if-, if they were it was in contention so of course i'm very high on the film but I, I have a question
2: really it. i have a question pertaining to dr halsey and it really doesn't make a difference i'm not i'm not going to dig too deep into the you know analysis of how this reagent works but halsey can talk halsey even says arrest them when he's kind of cowered in the floor a few of them do
3: have that and yeah i get it why, they, they, why they, is, why, because they're why not does something sh- having something because dave said they're fresh i didn't mean to cut you off there brennan but it's also that uh. they're playing with the dosages of the reagent freshness makes a difference that's where the experimentation is coming into play and why he's able to he still foams at the mouth and he's still I thought that was a smart
2: move, though. And that's fine. That explanation makes sense. I thought it was a smart move, ultimately, for because then we have Dr. Hill who lobotomizes him with his his invention, his laser uh, saw or whatever. Something.
3: Yeah. These characters, there's a lot... I think we're, we jump into the story, but you get a lot of backstory as the movie progresses without heavy-handed exposition. The argument between Wes and Dr. Hill about him stealing um, ideas from... One from of Gruber? the scientists or yeah, Gruber. Uh, it was Gruber. from Gruber, like back in the 70s. He's yeah, like, he says it's, he said
2: in Europe it would be considered plagiarized. Yeah. He
3: <laughs> <You're, laughs>
1: the first you're, minute. Yeah, your drivel. <laughs> yeah. No, and that, and that, how can you teach such drivel to these students? <laughs> <laughs> He's
2: great. <laughs> He really is the movie. He is. I, the, the effects are the effects are phenomenal. I think throughout the whole series. But man, I, I love Jeffrey Combs in these films. He's he really is fantastic. I can't see anyone else playing this part.
1: <laughs> For sure. One more minor critique, as long as I'm doing it, I thought that it was a little bit far fetched that that Dean Halsey was gonna have West uh, thrown out and freaking and, and and Kane suspended just because Kane came to him and told him about the experiments.
3: Again, yeah. that's expanded <laughs> upon in the R-rated version. Well, oh, okay. a little bit with the hypnosis side of Dr. Hill and his influence over Dean Halsey. Okay, it's alluded to a little bit more so in the extended scenes. He's controlling them, quote unquote. Yeah.
2: Okay, I, I get that. I I get Dave's complaint, and I get your explanation because we don't we don't see a lot of that in, in the film, but. But Dr. Hill is sort of like the, the cash cow of the university. You know, he's their, their head honcho. So so Halsey would probably do anything he can to please Hill and keep him happy. So that, that makes sense.
1: It's just that he seems so high on Dan when they were at that dinner earlier. And when yeah. gave that creepy toast. And he's so high on him. And then all of a sudden he's in his office and he's like, what are you doing with my daughter? All of a sudden it's like, what the hell? A fucking 360. So that scene... That should have been put back in. If there was something there, then I wouldn't have had even a question of it. Yeah. You know, it's not so much a complaint as, gee, uh, it's a little confusing that he would, you know, flip-flop all of a sudden.
3: You know what the funniest part is, too? I don't know if it's the funniest part, but I re-watched this movie for the show, and all as excited as I was, forgetting what this movie was known mostly for, which is the head-giving head. Severed head-giving head. head, giving head. <laughs> if I remember from the commentary, which I haven't listened to in years, uh, Dr. Hill, David, is it David Gale? What's it? I don't yes. know. Yes. Yeah, uh-huh. I think he said he got a divorce. Whether he was joking about that, not joking about oh, the divorce, oh, but oh, oh. alluding to the fact that that scene caused the divorce.
1: well and he doesn't need a chick like that if that's the fucking case (laughs) that was a
3: creepy scene because you
2: got her father basically ripping her clothes off and stripping and touching her and then he's just carrying his head i thought the creepiest scene though is is him uh going back to the morgue carrying his head wearing that creepy ass like anatomy mask
1: (laughs) no yeah when she sees it at first man that's
2: terrifying can you imagine That would be a great Halloween costume. I wonder if anyone's ever done that.
1: <laughs> right. I'd like to do it. That's fucking great. Okay, I got the Blu-ray right, and boy, I notice it now more than ever with my setup. Uh, it just every little detail. And, and when you see uh, <laughs> when you see Barbara Crampton naked, I really noticed this time everything that was going on. And holy shit, we see more Barbara Bush than fucking George when he was married to her. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He didn't even have that written down, folks. That was a that was off the cuff joke.
1: It was that off the cuff. Off, Barbara, Barbara Bush, Bush. boom! This that shit That's was true. booming. man. You, you didn't
2: notice Dr. Hill came up with a full beard <laughs> that he didn't that his head did not have
3: when it first went down there. <laughs>
1: man, oh man, that was something. I, I want you. to
3: talk about the music too. I'm, I don't mean to What's jump all really? over. Well, because I, uh, I critique, I said something saying it was a little derivative of Psycho. Yes, and that was there. my complaint. It, it, it's there. But this gets playful after. So I was for more forgiving yeah. revisiting the film this time. So I didn't you know, criticize it the last time on the top uh, 20 of all
1: time. It was and done you know, with intent, though.
2: Yeah, it was definitely done with intent. But you know what it feels like a mixture of besides um, Psycho? It feels like Psycho got mixed with Pee Wee.
1: <laughs> That's funny.
2: It really yeah. does to me. Every time I hear that music, I, the playful side of it reminds me of like, Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Yeah, I don't
2: know.
3: <laughs> 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 He's singing again, Christian. Yeah. and I was dancing to it too. I, I... See? Well, yeah,
1: I don't. <laughs> it is yeah. B O E mixed with fucking cycle. Wow. Wrote
2: that. I even wrote that. It's it's catchy. I like it. Wow. That was Richard that, Band, correct? Yeah, that's that's Charles' brother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
1: So it's it. It's, um, it's, what's his name? It's Bernard Herman mixed with, um...
2: Bernard Pee-wee
0: Herman? <laughs> Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> oh, that's okay. oh, i
2: got to give Dave credit for that, because he was about to say it. I just beat him to it, but he put it in my head.
1: Bernard and Pee-wee Herman? Herman. Oh, was I was awesome. really going to say Bernard Herman mixed with Danny Elfman, but no, you just... Oh. You one-upped it, man. It wasn't even a joke. It was just facts. Bernard um, Weir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and that's it. And and the fucking review. Where else can
3: we go? From there? Again, uh, to summarize, a wildly fun zombie uh, ride, and it's aged surprisingly well. What movie nowadays has a girl get stripped down by her lobotomized dead dad, and then a head going down on her? Zero. Right, One.
2: Yeah, it, you're right. It, it's it's aged very well. It still holds up. It's still awesome. I mean, it's a, it's a mad scientist film with a great gothic feel and just great hilarity and awesome awesome violence. Yep. All right. And
3: great. the reagent. Let's the re, we didn't even talk about the actual glowing reagent. The right, neon awesome. colored reagent. It was. It I was want awesome. that
2: needle with it in it. They they were selling that for a while. Or it was coming with. Some said, people were buying it. Like, they actually had, like, the needle. That's a cool thing.
3: I think the guy that made Patchwork bought them all and used it for his movie.
1: (laughs) Dude, it's easy to make. Did you ever look at, did you ever fucking see a glow stick? It's the same shit, man. Did you ever see, like, a green glow stick? You can get them at any fucking place, especially during Halloween time. I'm going to be running around
2: the street saying I have Reagent running around with a bunch of glow sticks.
1: (laughs) I have (laughs) Reagent! We should sell it ourselves. Put the Exploding Heads logo on it, put that on there, boom.
3: Exploding Heads glow sticks.
1: Yeah, reagent. <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: What a fucking I used to quote this film all the time when I was a kid. Me and all my friends, of course, we used to go around talking, doing all that shit. Cat dead, details later, that and, and the big one was fucking West you
0: <laughs> bastard. You oh. shamed
2: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you and Gordon. <laughs> I knew it was coming from somebody. I like <laughs> Oh man, uh, what a great film!
3: Ten out of ten.
1: It is awesome. I'm not exactly a ten, but I'm nine and a half
3: out of ten. Yeah, and, and I'm I'm you know what? I'm gonna I'm
2: gonna be honest here. I was even lower than that. I I was a lot lower than that. What? Not insanely low, but a lot lower than that. And uh, you know what? Just talking about it, it really really makes me enjoy it even more. So I just I have to bump it up a little bit. I got to come up to a nine. I was in that eight and a half range, but you know what? It's, it really is a great film. Not Paul nine out of ten.
1: Fame. love fame. love yes. Thank you, B.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah. No, thank you, B. It's in.
2: Yeah, because yeah, if I had an eight, it wouldn't have made it, so.
1: No, no. It's all me.
3: Right. we <laughs> off the show, too. I don't know if you <laughs> that aspect of of the rating.
1: <laughs> oh, shit. Awesome. We haven't cracked on nice. those jokes in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? In, in about two weeks,
2: yeah. But <laughs> Even at the, and I like the callback at the end, you know, because you have the cat at the beginning with uh with West screaming, "Save yourself!" and it's just a little cat on his back, and then at the end he does it with like Hill. He's like, "Get out of here, Dan! Take the notes! Save the notes!"
1: And oh got, yeah. He's the
2: around. Him. He's always him. he's always in like a bind that he looks like he's not getting out of, and he's always like, "Somebody save the notes!"
3: Well, yeah, and you <laughs> think he's dying because he gets taken right. by the intestines into into the smoky abyss. And then what a downer <laughs> ending, awesome. though, because Meg gets strangled and, and dies. And couldn't, couldn't, cool Dan have fought, couldn't Dan have fought off that zombie? He had to, like, run,
2: break the glass, get the axe, run back. It's like, fight the zombie. Yeah.
1: You know what? The ending of this always reminds me of the ending of Pet Cemetery. They have a very familiar type of... Thing except in Pet Cemetery, the dead wife comes back. She stabs him from behind, and the credits cut. This one, she's dead, and he stabs her with something to revive her. It's there's kind of a parallel. It's and that. I, I always think it's that it.
2: scream. It is kind of haunting at the end of Reanimator, but yeah. Pet Cemetery I find way more
1: haunting. Well, it's a little more serious of a yeah, it, right.
2: But but doesn't he scream Barely. at the end of Pet Cemetery?
1: Yeah, there is screaming at the yeah, end. yeah. So of it's Cemetery.
2: like that cut and that scream. You know that.
1: Yep, I just thought I'd throw it. I always think about it. Each other when I Interesting. watch it. Yeah. Maybe someone else out there knows what I'm talking about. That's the reason I brought the infernal beast back in the first place. He's <laughs> <laughs> fucking amazing. Okay. Let's go. We let's break. Come back. Trips and fucking and, and do our thing. Do uh do bride. Trips. Alright. Trips trips on the flips. I was just about to say that. Wow, we're in sync. Boom. <laughs>
2: Hey everybody! This is Tim Dorn. My name is Gareth Evans. Hi, I'm Nacho Vigalondo, director of Time Timecrimes and Open Windows. Hey, this is Graham Skipper. Hola, soy Macarena
3: Gomez. Hello, this is number one New York Times best-selling author Scott Sigler. Yo, monkeys! It's me, D D P. And you are listening to the little pod
2: of horrors, which, as you know, is the best
3: damn idea since premarital sex
2: on Halloween.
3: Jason Voorhees!
2: It'll make you come hard. And that's not a bad thing.
3: That monkey is a good thing. Bam! You can find The Little Pot of Horrors on simplysyndicated.com and on iTunes.
1: All right. Trips on the flips. We're going to do a a quick trip. Damn. All right. I shouldn't be a rapper. We each are going to have one. I think they're all from 2018, right? Quickens?
3: Yeah, and these are round-robin round reviews. I can't even <laughs> talk.
1: <laughs> what? i like, round-robin reviews. <laughs> round-robin reviews. That's
0: great.
1: <laughs> All right, so round-robin reviews. Yes, Triple R's has been shortened to Trips. Rock and roll, that's how we do it around here. And round-robin reviews, because we're going around robin style, we're each doing a review. How's that? Fuck it, I'll go first. Here we go. Stillborn. 2018, the movie on Shutter. I'm going to read you my notes. A new family in a new house. Breastfeeding woes. Meets a neighbor woman. Two babies drying Good jump scare. Ironside is in Michael. <laughs> Lies about hallucinations. Jack and Mary. Cameras. Supernatural scares. Demon baby woman. She's cracking up. Woodhouse because uh, it's somebody's last name. Kind of a throwback to Rosemary, Rosemary's Baby. Footage being changed. Halloween night events. Okay, those are my notes. It's an enjoyable film. Sounds amazing. A- <laughs> it has its moments. It does have its moments. It's uh, A woman uh, is giving birth, and she is. you think she's going to have twins. Uh, one baby survives. The other does not. She's married to a man who just made a partner in his law firm. He has to go on vacation. Of course, they're dealing with uh, mixed emotions because... You know, one baby lived, so you're very happy, but they have two cribs set up in the room, so there's the the postpartum depression and just parenting issues, dealing with something like that, so it's a bittersweet thing. One thing leads to another. The guy goes away. They get into this new house. There's there's weird things afoot, supernatural-type, haunting-maybe-type shit, and um, the guy goes away because he has to. He really has to. He just made partner. If he doesn't go on, the, uh, on this trip, there's going to be a problem. She doesn't want him to go, but it's one of those things, so... The guy goes away. uh, Things things worsen. She has to deal with, like I said, supernatural events, and she keeps seeing someone maybe trying to take her baby and what's going on. She does some snooping around. My biggest complaint is that when she finally finds someone else that dealt with a similar situation, they just so happen to be within driving distance. I don't like when they do that in film. It's happened in several films. But it has creepy moments. I enjoy it. I'm not going to say too much. This is quick trips. And that's it. At the end of the day... It's a seven out of
0: 10. I enjoy oh, it. And, yeah. Nice. That's I
1: enjoy it. Born. My, my streak continues. My streak continues. I think I'm 22 of 26 for the year, seven or higher. So that's no, that. Stillborn. Shudder.
3: I went and I watched a movie called Claw from 2017, <laughs> but it was released this year. Jim Carrey? The Claw? Yeah, The, the Claw. Claw. The Claw. The, the tagline yes. says stab, kill, repeat. Three friends decide to get out of New York for a weekend break, only to find out that the sleepy upstate town, I love that sleepy town shit, of Swamp <laughs> Hollow is really the haunting swamp. ground of serial killers. Swamp ass. Here are my notes. <laughs> well, pretty much. It might as well just say Swamp ass. Avoid at all costs. It's amateurish. And by that, it had horrible, horrible sound design and audio mixing. So right away, that like just sinks the movie. Uh, mediocre how was the acting key grip? Mediocre rapping. <laughs> rapping. <laughs> <Amping>. Mediocre <laughs> acting. He threw me off my A game, this prick. <laughs> there are multiple time-lapse shots, which is the only thing they seem to get right. Bad gore, mostly that splashing of blood variety. Some of that even CG. Ugh. Mostly handheld shots, which uh I guess for a low budget movie, it's expected. And there's some good nudity. Well, they're supposed yeah. to hold it with
2: their feet? Of
3: course, this is going to be handheld. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Get the frame. There is there is a plot twist that is not much of a twist. It's just one of those cliche endings. You're, you've seen it all before, done way better every other time before. It's a three out of 10.
1: Oof, I don't know how you guys do it.
2: So you're, so you're saying check it out for Dave. <laughs> Claws, actually I saw that and I I actually had no desire to to, to check it out. I saw the cover art and I had no yeah. desire. I saw that, I remember that tagline thinking, eh. "All right, mine is one that's getting mixed reviews from this year. It is The Strangers Pray at Night. A family of four staying at a secluded mobile home park for the night are stalked and then hunted by three mass psychopaths." Man, I got to say, I really like this
3: film. Have you you guys seen this, right? No, I have, I have not seen it yet. I'm looking forward not. to seeing this. Yeah, I,
1: I, you know what? I think I own it. <laughs> I it's really
2: well done, well shot, great soundtrack. I like the characters. They're they're staying at this mobile home park because they're taking the daughter to uh, like boarding school. She's been acting up and and been you know really misbehaving so she's going away to school so they're kind of stopping by and staying at the aunt and uncle's mobile home. The mobile home park is sort of shut down for the, for the season now so they're just going to stay there and all of a sudden they start getting, you know, knocks on the door and creepy things start happening and all hell ensues. And this one plays much more I I want to use the term action horror because it's sort of a lot more running around and a lot more fighting whereas the first one is much more psychological but this one pl- plays out much more fun than that first one it's a to slash me. more
3: of a slasher right I was it's, say, it's, it's, it's more, movie.
2: more it's much more of a slasher it is a slasher it's much more of a slasher than a psychological horror that the first one is and it's not as much you know an emotional roller coaster like that first one is that first one sort of like drains you the way a film like them does or or martyrs you know the way you know one of those films does this Little one sucker
3: punch. this one yeah, way, yeah.
2: This this one's much more fun. You, you, you kind of you, you're cheering, obviously, for these characters to, to 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 win, and you know they have great kills for such a small cast. They really vary the kills very well, and the gore is great. And the lead girl Bailey Madison does a terrific job, top notch performance. I thought it was I thought it was great. I gave this an eight out of ten.
3: Nice. I'm really it's, looking forward to it. I yeah. think it's, if it's, it's definitely on my list. It's out now to to rent or buy, right?
2: Yeah, it's been out yeah. for like yeah. a month or two. Yeah, I have to check it's yeah, it's been out for like a month. I have to definitely purchase it. I really, really enjoyed it. I liked it more than the first one.
1: Oh, wow, good. Yeah. That's saying something. Wow, okay.
2: As a little callback to sort of like Texas Chainsaw Massacre at the end.
1: Nice. All right, that's enough out of you. All right. (laughs) No more spoilers. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, claw. I looked at this fucking cover. See, are you on your mind? (laughs) I took one look at that cover, and I would have said three at best. Just message Dave Z. I'm on Facebook. Dave Z-E-E, Exploding Heads logo. Anytime you're on the fence about a 2018 movie or any movie that that you haven't seen, just just tell me. I'll look on the B, and I'll tell you. My shit's almost foolproof. I'll tell you what. It'd be co-
2: it. it'd be cool if the killer in the film was this welder who was on fire the whole time, like he is on the cover box. Yeah. Nope.
1: <laughs> a welder on fire. That's nope. what it is. A welder I know. on fire. I almost want soldier. to spoil
3: it for everybody.
1: Oh, Holding a on sight. fire. <laughs> oh,
3: Welder's on
1: fire.
0: It's
2: a fucking
3: movie. <laughs> Shit. It looks it's like every, saw- review IMDb, said- every review on IMDb. Every review on IMDb. Pretty much sums it up the exact same way I did, except for the one that was obviously written by the director. Right. yeah. <laughs> now they're getting a little smarter. They're not just giving themselves a 10 out of 10, because I right. know no it's... one in the right fucking mind would write this movie a 10 out of 10. So they do like a 7 out of 10.
1: That's that's what I would do. I would have known that from Jump, because come on. <laughs> the fuck out of here. A movie like that with that box of a 10 out of 10, impossible. Yeah. You know? Well... <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it's I don't that, even know based how you do Dude, we want to make a film. Could you ever see us, three fucking idiots that do a podcast, putting out a movie? Even though it lo- it's quality art. But you know when you look at that fucking art, it's, it's a terrible film just by that art. There's no way I would put out a movie that looked like that. Well, I, don't no, care. I, would,
3: I wouldn't put it out. If we made a movie, and I would just say this is unreleasable. Good try. Yeah. We'll share it with our friends on <laughs> Facebook, and we'll never do it again. I would have no problem with that. I have felt that way about some of our
2: recordings.
3: (laughs) And I've tried to edit you out, but I feel guilty.
2: I'm like, just don't release this shit.
1: Oh, shit. Like right now. Okay. (laughs) Let's go. Let's get on to the bride, shall we? Ready? To the bride. To the bride.
0: What have you done in here? We created a life. You made her? Yes dead pieces of this with my hands i created what no man's mind or woman's womb could ever
2: hope to achieve there there is my creation okay bride of chucky wait wrong bride
1: uh yeah yes fuck bride of chucky (laughs) bride of
2: of reanimator 1989 directed by brian usna Dr. Herbert West and Dan Kane discover the secret to creating human life and proceed to create a perfect woman from dead tissue.
1: Holy fuck! Can I tell you something? You tell me. During, the, dude, during the opening credits, when you see the makeup effects artists one after another, it's Beekler, okay? K N, okay. Sorry, I like Beekler. K N B. in Buechler. Fucking K N B. Beekler, Screaming Mad George, and, um, oh, that other company. Either way, I forget the name of the company, but it's another big company at the time, Magic Media, whatever the hell they Really? The
2: Screaming Mad George was on this one, too? Because I know he did Beyond.
1: Yeah, and, and this.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, he used them a lot, man. He was in Society. Like, I, I'm actually a fan of Brian and his and his direct, directing works because I know he was a producer in the first one, and I was a fan of The Gate. I had this one on Laserdisc. I'm not afraid to admit it. I thought it was a great continuation. Uh, is is it as successful? No. And the, Dave, I'm going to answer to something that you said earlier, and that's the only reason I kind of derailed you is because you you started earlier and you said something about the sound being off on your DVD version or or Blu-ray. You know, it wasn't I, the DVD. It was I actually, film. I think this is the movie. The movie, one of my critiques, and this has always been the case, is the soundtrack feels incomplete. So there feels like there's dead spots in the soundtrack. I'm not talking about like all the all the audio in the sense of like dialogue, the music. All those cues are fine. The first act suffers from from it the most, where it seems like the time lapse between scenes and the the scene where like if someone's walking into a room, there doesn't seem to be good audio, so it seems like the movie has a dead spot there. I don't know how else to describe it. I don't know if I'm articulating this well. So, the movie has these little patches where it feels a little dry.
2: Instead of a wet spot.
3: Instead of a wet spot. I don't know if that's what you were getting at, Dave, (laughs) earlier or not, but I've always thought that about this movie, and whether I saw it when I rented it, whether I saw it on the Laserdisc version I I had, or this past view, it's still there. I'll tell you what.
1: It's still there. (laughs) (laughs) To there. <laughs> awesome. Listen, I just had a problem in general with the sound. I got my new TV, my new fucking soundbar, but I spent loot on this shit. And I'll tell you right now, Bright of Reanimator was the worst sounding movie I've watched since I've been in this house with this system. It just it just the contrast between the music and the um and, and the dialogue was off. I I had I found myself going back and forth with the with the volume a lot. I just had trouble. Period with with the audio on Prime. That's all. I don't, I don't know why, but yeah, had, it, You start. know
2: what? I didn't I didn't notice any audio issues. I do have the arrow blue.
1: A blue should sound right. This is yeah. Prime. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It just yeah. might have been. When you watch it on Prime, in case you guys haven't noticed, a lot of things are coming from Arrow Video and they're dropping on Prime shortly after, sometimes at the same time with the Arrow Video artwork. So there is obviously some type of.
2: Well, Arrow does put some of their films on Prime, so you will see like the Arrow logo pop up right before the film starts on some of them.
1: Now that I haven't seen, but I still do see the artwork, so I know what it looks like. So I know what it, and I know that it's being dropped at the same time or, or you know within a month or two of each other. So I'm like, okay. I'm expecting it to be top notch, and and it, and it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe it was just a snafu that day. I don't know. It's just, it just, I just, it wasn't like that bad. It was just the worst I've experienced, and that includes watching DVDs when I watch freaking the Nightmare on Elm Street box set. I don't. Know.
3: I, I'm going to continue by saying I also find that this movie. Now I know it takes place eight months later, but I feel like it it works with the first movie. Like Hellraiser 2 works with Hellraiser and a few other of those movies that we've talked about where I know there's an argument about Halloween 2 working with Halloween, but I'm a fan of Halloween 2 as well with the first Halloween. And I'm not talking about sequels that take place right after, but just seem to have the same feel and look of the first movies. Yeah, this one I find fits the bill like those other series and I think it works quite well. I feel like Jeffrey Combs' character sort of has matured a little bit. I know that it starts in Peru. And yeah, of course, it's a, a, a small budget. So they're not really showing you what's going on out there. And other than a few explosions and then Italian actors from summer school that kind of whisk her way in. <laughs> yes. and Francesca! It's and, and, <laughs> a little yeah. off with her with her uh, acting a little bit there. Uh, her lines are a little forced and cheesy. Yeah, she she even called yeah. them
2: Chainsaw Dave.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but, the, but when you get Felicio. Made, and when they you get sorry. reintroduced to them, reintroduced <laughs> to them here, uh, it's great. It's like seeing so you know, old friends again. I thought they, they, they're they working well together. The team's back. Her introduction's a little forced, but then yeah, we're, right. we're out of it. And then we're in the title, We Could Create New Life. And I love the uh, one upping of the idea from the original that now I he really wants right. And then you cut to the credit sequence. And I thought that was a great way to set up the film. And to say we're not going to be more of the same, even though they kind of really do create more of the same. I mean, that's
2: it's very redundant of the first one, even though they reference creating new life and they do create new life. Ultimately, it does feel redundant of the first one and a little unbelievable and and kind of you got to suspend disbelief. They, They escaped to Peru to be medics in a civil war and then they return and they're like the head of surgery at the hospital
3: because everyone yeah. else is dead yeah. <laughs> It's a little, it is a little wacky that they're not a little bit more suspect with the investigation even though there's yeah, Just, just like... the one cop,
2: just <laughs> Leslie Chapman <laughs> because, Lieutenant, only, <laughs> Lieutenant, Lieutenant. Leslie Chapman. He had a great had, <laughs> She had a couple <laughs> <of> great <laughs> lines <lights> too <laughs> Lieutenant. Lieutenant Lieutenant Chapman has the funniest part in the whole yeah. movie and that's when he puts the dog's leg in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: that is good i'll tell you this i uh i haven't watched this in a very long time and i always had fond memories of it because you know like when the first one came on 85 i was at the right age and that's where and like i said we watched that movie all the time even in 91 90 when i was a senior in high school and we were still talking about it and that's when this one dropped and i have fond memories of it i always said to myself well I remember, I remember enjoying it, not not on the power of the first one, but I always remember enjoying it. I'll tell you, this time I watched it and, and I was kind of disappointed.
2: I'm right there with you, Dave. I'm right there with you. I was wow. I was I was not into it this time around. I, I, I wanted I, to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm not hating on it. I didn't hate it by any means. No, but I no, just no. I, I just found this one dragged a little. And Christian, you were talking about the the callback to the sideshow being the fact that they found yeah. Doctor <laughs> Hill's head at yeah. the carnival. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but then they return it, and that's to me where one of the biggest issues of the story is they return Doctor Hill's head, and you know he does have that great, uh, <laughs> great line West where, he, where he's like, uh,
1: "I don't remember." So that's just it. I don't have any of West's lines. Oh, he,
2: he said, "How did you get?" He says, "How did you get back here?" And then okay. he starts to call. He says, "You're just a deadhead, a nobody." <laughs> but then they do the whole storyline with with Doctor Graves. And with, with Dr. Hill's head. And that just seems to be going on way too long. It seems, like, he, it seems like he's just sitting with his head in that, in, that,
3: uh, in that lab the whole time while the rest of the movie is taking place. There's a little bit of, there's some timing and some sound design issues. And, and I do, I, I've noticed that all the time, but I don't feel like it hindered my enjoyment. Again, I had a giddy smile, like revisiting an old friend again with this one. And I know Dr. Dr. Hill's head in the first one gets crushed, like flattened, <laughs> crushed in the guy's hands. Oh, yeah. But they just re- they say his sc- they reference his skull's been broken. So they do reference it. But I mean, he's brought back, but he's brought back Whatever. for a reason. When you can work it back into the script uh, to make it work for the fans. I mean, I think they did a no good job with that. No, uh,
2: they- no issue with that, especially yeah, since, so. like you said, Dr. West got pulled into some sort of foggy abyss and was was pretty much dead at the end of the first one so well i mean the fact
3: yeah i mean it's back... <laughs> the gore the gore they didn't shy away from the gore in this one at all the effects are just as explicit i think as the first the bride is a great creation the bride uh, itself, so, is a it's so nasty great it's, na-
2: it's na- nasty effects with, with the bride with, so great. with the other uh inmates, you know, they're drooling and their beards are all filthy, and oh, it's just nasty, and the wife, and...
3: Well, I mean, I think it's a love note to the first movie, and to The Bride of Frankenstein, of course. Yeah. And that, for that factor, I, I just... I really enjoy watching it. Yeah, it, it's got some problems. It, I find, like like you said, the pacing issues, like, he spends a lot of time with that head, but, you know, then injecting the head, and then in this time, they they, 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 they try to change things up. So... Before they're going right to the the top of the spinal cord, I think when they're injecting yeah. the re- region, and this one, it's from the heart because the like the focal point is that they have Meg's heart, and then that would distribute it evenly through.
2: Yeah, uh, another thing, Meg's heart's been sitting in the hospital for almost a year. Okay,
3: yeah, I know why just her heart, <laughs> not her whole body, and whatever. <laughs> There's some things you just have to accept. I mean, they, they should have, have been through the bush. They should they, have gotten Meg's bush.
0: They have a whole, <laughs> have a whole
3: room of body parts. Why bush. would they have a whole room of body parts? I love that joke. I, I just, I'm okay with it. Yeah.
1: Oh, the joke, thank you. No, yeah, but I'm yeah, okay sorry. with the body parts. I'm okay with the body parts thing because there were pieces that were returned and they were from that massacre. I can buy into that. That stuff doesn't bother me at all. I just think that the script writing lacks. Yeah. I think that some things are forced, like the relationship with Francesca and all that, which is yeah. like a, a more. And then. Having him with that, having him with the the other girl who becomes the bride, it got a little Gloria, silly. Gloria, the patient. Gloria, side. yeah. When Dan Kane just tells her for no reason, I, I feel like you're you're the Meg who lived. Why would he even say that? They needed- It was such a forced thing.
3: Well, it yeah. was so forced because she's introduced. She as didn't a live. Patient, she was dying a very of cancer. Sick patient. Yeah, they needed to establish her as someone that they fought with in Peru somehow and came back with them and then fell ill. But I guess they couldn't. Wedge that in so they have that whole Francesca thing and well, and they should have
2: they should have established Francesca in Peru better because it's when funny. she shows back up, it seems like, OK, Dan's finally going to have a chance at happiness with Francesca. And then all of a sudden West shows up with Meg's heart and he's instantly drawn back to Meg's heart when it almost should have been the opposite reaction. He should have almost been right immediately against it.
3: Or, or like, yeah, or actually, you're right. Get rid of the girl in the hospital altogether. For Hanfra- yeah. Jessica to show up, she gets killed. They could still right. use the Meg's heart thing because then he's combining Meg's heart with new girl.
2: It, it even better i like that even better i like totally. that. Good. It, that it's is an
1: extra female they, yeah they, i don't i that's what i'm as i'm watching the film that's what i'm thinking why and why would he be so close to her he's a he's it's only crazy. been back a little while she's a patient she's terminal why would he fall for her to the point that he's gonna say i always felt you were like the meg who lived all he does is know her from a hospital bed <laughs> yeah i understand well, he's a dedicated doctor and that's they, you know, that was a big, a major thing in the first film. And yeah, that's, his that's, character. that's what I was going to say. But you don't profess your love to somebody by saying something like that. It just, it just seemed out of place. The script writing just, just kind of lacked like, like throughout. And it's too bad. Like I said, there are no lines. I mean, you guys said the, the one about the nobody and something else. I literally had like, like 10 quotations from Dr. West in the way he delivered the lines and the things he said in the first one, there's none of that here. I have no quotes from any line he has in this Oh, movie.
3: come on. When he when the the bride no. starts falling apart and her head starts falling back, dripping down the back of her back, and he's like, make a note of it, Dan. <laughs> Total uh, or, like, <laughs> That was fine. Yeah. Like, Tissue like, rejection. Yeah, Tissue rejection. Like Dan should have a chance because they're all getting attacked. Uh, again, this is goofy. That was it. This is like a screaming mad George like Fiesta. So to speak, like with the the fingers, with the eyeball. I just have a smile on my face. Yeah, it's totally ludicrous and over the top. But then, the reagent spills, and then all the rejects come out to play at the end, like the warriors, and they they uh, they're they're attacking. It's just goofy fun. I don't. I didn't take it seriously. I thought again, if you're talking about the first movie being about, you know, the two things going for it were the excessive gore and the. Uh, the performance by Herbert Russell. I think they give you all of that and, and and the kitchen sink, so to speak. Again, I'm not saying it's on par, but I had a lot of fun with the sequel. And you're both I mental be- midgets for not thinking the same.
2: I think I think Dr. Hill has the better one-liners in this film. But I Dr. Do- Hill
3: does have some good ones, you're right. Come on, stitch in the bat wings to the side of his head so <laughs> yeah, head can awesome. fly around. that he can great. That's I ingenious. So there's might be I lazy agree. script writing on one side, but then on that they, they they upped it there. I thought that was a great idea. Well, it's off the you wall. You stupid biped.
1: <laughs> yeah, you
3: biped. Yeah, you right. stupid
0: biped.
1: That's that's like... a... oh, he God. is He's good. So... You're right. You know what I really can't stand is the cop... Uh, and, and his and his ex and well his wife who passed away he, he killed his wife. I understand I'm talking uh. about in the third act when they become zombified they could have been cut completely out yeah they, that is the that is the type of horror comedy that's just too goofy to me. That I just can't stand when they show those two fox box walking around like Bud the chud. It was
2: it, awful. It was weird because that felt like almost like a storyline that they were trying to make a little darker. Like, oh, here's this corrupt police officer that actually is responsible for the death of his wife.
1: Right, but it was and, too but,
2: goofy. But, yeah. but it was it was very goofy. But I do like when he kills Francesca's dog.
1: Oh. <laughs> Exactly. It, it is funny at first because of the way he does it. And because of, and it's funny because of Francesca's reaction when she walks out of the room and she sees that guy lay down on the couch. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Why would he eyes to crack? Could you imagine you're in someone's house? <laughs> and she walks out and the guy lays down on the couch. That's funny. And when at first when he kills the dog, I do laugh at first. But he's got, then, the, paw, he's got the paw in his hand and he
2: doesn't put it down. He goes to open the door and he puts the paw in his mouth <laughs> to open
1: the door. It's funny. <laughs> But then it's sad when she goes over there because, like, I'm oh, a. Pet
2: first, of course, it's sad. Like, I hate seeing animals die, but it's so but like, ridiculous
3: first, in this one. It's like, so funny. Like, honestly, I think Peter Jackson looked at Reanimator and Bright Reanimator and then just used that as a launch pad for Dead Alive. I really do.
1: But that guy and his, the, those two bumbling fucking zombie idiots, the, the, the cop and his ex, that's what Dead Alive reminds me of. And that's why I don't like Dead Alive. It's 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 too goofy it's like bud the chud same shit it's just it's just not for me
2: yeah because at one point the wife she's like kind of helping them and then all of a sudden she's attacking her again. i don't know what's going on yeah it was it was kind of it was kind of
1: sloppy they took it a little too far the bride stuff was cool but ultimately didn't didn't make a lot of sense
2: you know what the bride they they reanimated her so late and i i just i mean i know it's a not like the movie yeah, I I get it. And it's a nod, but it she just stood there. I didn't like. The, I, I guess again a nod to the movie, but it would have been nice if she had been a little bit more action oriented in the end. Like yeah, she's fighting and she's tossing Francesco around, and and they even say our girl is superior. That's you know one of the lines West says, which is yeah. which is kind of funny. Just his delivery is funny because he's so nonchalant and casual.
1: Yeah, and he the, is, but he doesn't talk like he does in the first one. Everything is the same type of tone out of Westmouth for the most part, except he yells a little bit, but he doesn't have a line like, Dan, look out, or get dead <laughs> details later. He doesn't have those those little quips. He's, yeah, he's much less he,
2: playful in this one. I still
1: think yes. it's a, more
2: of a, a maturation of the character than than anything, but it it's also has to do with the writing. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The script writing lacks. That yeah, is ultimately but... the problem here. Is the script writing, and it could have been shortened. I, I don't time. mind
3: it. I don't mind. I don't mind it though, because I, don't I, I thought it was it. a brisk pace. No. You said it could have been shortened. I didn't. Th- I find it. This movie clicks along. I really?
1: felt like it, I felt the drag a little. Yeah, I thought the middle, the middle kind of dragged yeah. certain aspects of it a little
2: bit. The, and another thing, I mean, the end's absolutely hilarious when when the wall between. Obviously, another convenient thing between their basement and the crypt right, right. next to it breaks, and you discover that he's just been chucking all his failed experiments back there. Wouldn't he have, <laughs> wouldn't he have like deanimated them? Wouldn't he have killed the, the creature? Yeah, right.
1: why keep them?
2: Why would he just throw them all behind the wall? Oh, it's convenience. It's convenience <laughs> and the opportunity for, you know on the dog with the hand to come back and <laughs> right. the, the, wasn't there a foot attached to a leg attached to a hand, yeah. Yeah. a leg and a foot, like on top of each other. Yeah, it was cool. Stuff.
1: That's yeah.
2: That was that cool.
3: Him that was... Kicks him in the face. Yeah. <laughs> and
1: it the was, hand in the beginning with the eyeball. I love
3: that. I, did, and I feel like cop. you guys are going to Talking me down a little bit, but I'm not going to be, I'm not going to change my rating. No, you don't, we don't want you to change
1: it. No, don't change it. I'm not trying to – I'm not on a mission. It's not like Nightmare 4. I'm really not. It, it, <laughs> it is what it is. I will say this, though. Something that reminded me of Nightmare 4 was using a figure of speech and, and, and making it a thing, like Meg's heart. A doctor knows that a heart, it's a figure of speech. It doesn't mean shit. Everybody has the same heart. What he should have been impressed with is if he came out and said, I have Meg's brain. We're gonna take Meg's brain and we're gonna use that and that's gonna somehow she's gonna really be like Meg because we're using her brain using her heart doesn't mean shit they can use a cow's heart.
3: No I hear you yeah. and and again they' they're taking a, bit, a little bit of liberties there I think they're going yeah, for look, the romantic romanticizing it not really the actual science and they're doctors so I guess that that's what a... I'm saying
1: right just because they're doctors if it was a Joe blow, yeah, okay, his heart. Okay, I'm going to go, I love it. But a doctor would know that that doesn't mean anything. And, this, and here's and what's weird. Go ahead, B.
2: No, I was going to say, this uh, This particular film, I watched the unrated version, and you could see which scenes are, are put back in yes, there.
1: Yes, I noticed that, too, yeah. uh, on, the, um, on the one on um, Prime. Yes. Yeah, the it's, it's the same difference.
2: with the Blu-ray release. I guess they couldn't, I guess the, I don't know, whatever the negatives or whatever to, to the original stuff was was damaged but it's you know it's almost like how they did uh
1: not as bad as that don't say silent night deadly night my no I was, gonna say, I, was, I was gonna say i was gonna say i was
2: gonna say exorcist 3 but not even as bad oh, as that no but
3: right. oh, i i but... think i had the r-rated uh, this, it's an unrated only something new because i'm pretty sure i think i had the unrated yeah, it's new oh okay so I guess it just came out this past
1: year at, yeah. i think yeah. that's the first
3: the time they've it. ever had an unrated version of it yeah, it was arrow it was arrow mm.
1: Was it Errol for Exorcist? I back in the day. I oh,
2: had... Exorcist. Oh, I'm sorry. Exorcist Three really was Scream Factory. you well, should Bride or Reanimator. Or Bride? I'm talking, He's oh, talking okay. about Okay, all right. <laughs> I don't know. I get confused with all these cuts. I, I, I'm messaging. Which cut do I watch? It, that's the one thing about horror films. I just want the cut that I'm right. supposed to watch. I don't need. A, I don't need a 40-minute version, a 60-minute version, a two-hour version, an, an eight-day version. Like, why do I need 75 cuts of a movie? Give me the best one, the one that people love.
1: Yeah, that's it. Gotta go with the consensus. Sometimes it's close. Most of the time, people seem to agree on the same cuts. But that's another story. Should we We get anything else, or should we rate this fucker?
3: Yeah, it, it was unrated on video, because I saw it. I just double-checked on uh, yep. online, and yeah, because I had it unrated on Laserdisc as well. So I don't, I don't know why they would have had a problem with the, the shots, because there would have been a... A version of it available to do the Blu-ray for.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe so... they're just extended from maybe they came from you know what I mean? Maybe they were extended not necessarily gore cuts. I think, yeah, sorry. I don't
3: yeah, I don't I, yeah. You might be right. I'm well then sure. maybe that's what it is. Maybe the scenes that they put in have have nothing to do with the right. gore. They're like part yeah. one.
1: Yeah. Just added scenes, you know?
2: Well they are extended on the gore, like particular, like one of the scenes at the end where um pulls pulls the heart out.
1: Herself. Is this what you want? Yeah. A little
2: ridiculous. Yeah. See, when she pulls the heart out, I think that's like they only show that in the unrated.
1: Yeah, maybe so. But I always remember that from the VHS. But anyway.
2: Same here. I'll I'll, I'll start I'll start this one off. I want to see what you got. Be. I'm. You know what? I I was, I was really disappointed in this one. I felt like it it didn't it wasn't paced right. I felt like it wasn't put together right. Like I said, I felt like Doctor Hills character his head spends a majority of the film just in the lab just bullshitting with uh dr graves for for way too long the bride was kind of anticlimactic at the end and and gloria was sort of a, a, a wasted character because they could have just like you said they could have used francesca the whole time so it, it it's almost making me kind of irritated a little bit more but i still have fun with it because jeffrey combs is great dan kane is great you know hill's great when when you see him with his one-liners and you know what i'm, I'm gonna give this a six and a half out of ten wow
1: oh, okay well can you read that
2: 6.75
1: boom wow. I'm, I'm right there just about with you yep 6.75 for me i was disappointed because i held it in higher regard i remember thinking i was going into it thinking it was going to be like a seven and a half at least eight something like that you know where i still enjoyed it but not to the same level as part of one, but ultimately is kind of a letdown, but that's that. It's definitely worth seeing. Don't get me wrong. 6.75 is fine. But, you know, there you go.
3: I will say that back in the day, I had this probably a bit higher than I do now. Uh And it was probably in 8.5 range. But I came in watching it here. Like I said, it's still good. I still had a great time with it. Smile across the face for both movies. And I came in at a 7.75 out of 10. And I, I just hovered under that eight mark, but it's. A, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah, there's some problems with it, but overall, I think the the good far outweigh the the negative here.
1: Yeah, right on, right on. All right, we have two triple R's still left. Uh, one of them was from Jerry Cortez, and the other is from a a new Patreon subscriber by the name of Glenn Wolf. Glenn is my oh! homie. Nice. <laughs> Glenn is my homie actually. Uh, We used to work together at the casino on Niagara Falls. I'd known him for a while. He messaged me. He's he's always listened along with the shows. He just started really listening. I think he was out of it for a while, but he, he started coming back two or three months ago to catch up with all these shows. He's been down since the banana laser days. He was like one of the first people I ever even showed at work that I had a podcast. So... Uh, so he came back and he's like, yeah, I really like the show. And he's going to be starting a podcast of his own soon. And he's, he knows a lot about a lot of different films as well. So, but his selection, he wanted to hear us talk about Attack the Block.
0: Attack
1: sure? the Block first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I sure? Oh, no. Oh, God. Now I, no, is he sure
3: he wants to hear us talk about it?
1: I, I, well, I just because you said that, boom, I, 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 I want to get into this. It.
3: Let's do yeah. it. Attack the Block
2: from 2011, written and directed by Joe Cornish. A teen gang in South London defend their block from an alien invasion.
1: All right. I never watched this. I didn't think it was horror. And I, I, I thought it was horror. I never watched it because we discussed it on the show. I thought it was a funny title, and I figured out why <laughs> later on because I, I was comparing it to uh, Stomp the Yard.
2: Yeah, you, th- you thought it was a dance movie. <laughs> I
1: thought it was a dance movie. <laughs> Attack the Block. You know, someone, someone's foot coming down, a big dance-off going on. But anyway, <laughs> we, we've made that joke here and everything else. And recently I found out that it was a horror, or I've heard many people talk about it on horror podcasts. I'm like, well, it must be horror. So when Glenn messaged me and goes, Is the the block horror enough? I Without baiting an I said, yeah, yeah, it's,
2: it's horror. <laughs> you didn't even see the movie. You're just like, yeah, it's horror. Well,
1: because everybody talks about it in, in horror circles, so why wouldn't it be horror? You know what I mean? That, that's why I felt weird for not having seen it. But anyway, I don't think there's any question that this is horror. And I can't wait to hear someone tell me it's not. Because if this isn't horror, then, then Shaun of the Dead isn't horror and freaking Cloverfield isn't horror. I think I mean, Christian's
3: it's... about to tell you it's not horror. No, I, I want to hear it. No, I'm not going to tell you that. I just don't I just don't like the movie. What's wow. something like? It's so much I fun. Don't that, oh, I don't want it. It, that's exactly it. It wants to be so much fun. I feel it's forced. I feel it's excessively loud. It's just they it got this techno electronic soundtrack through the whole fucking thing. It's, I, I find the it. movie goddamn annoying. And I feel like it wants to be cool. I don't like the characters. Yeah, I know that there's supposed to be these punk kids at the beginning that go through this transition, but I just I just don't like it one of those films, I've given this movie two tries now. I liked it better the second time. So for this show, I must admit, I liked it a lot more, but my wife and I both came away from it the first time saying, wow, that was just, eh. And, and so I did, I did step up a little bit, uh, but it's kind of like in that, um, don't breathe split uh, area for me where everybody's blowing it, and loves it. And I'm just like, I just don't get it. It should be something. I, I feel like it should be something that I love. However, it's just the way we're introduced to the characters, what they do to a woman. And then I know that their arc is supposed to be that they're overcoming it, but I don't actually really think they, they do. They're, no, they don't overcome their arc because
2: I really think with the exception of Moses, these kids really aren't that bad. And Moses is the most conflicted of all because he's kind of doing what he has to do to survive because he's sort of on his own, as we learn. But in terms of them robbing uh, – what's her name? Sam? Jodie Whitaker's character. Jodie Whitaker, who I, I love. I'm a big fan of hers. I watch a show called Broadchurch that she's on and I, if anybody's a Doctor Who fan, she is the first female Doctor Who now. Oh. Yeah, the lead, the girl who's robbed is Doctor Who now.
3: Bill Bill uh, Bill Cassinelli loves that.
2: Yeah, I'm well,
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm who?
2: a fan of her. She's great. So uh, but but man, I just thought it was so much fun. I thought these these kids like I think <laughs> at the heart of it they're just petty criminals and you see like they're just sort of like a victim of their environment.
1: They have I, great yeah, great gonna...
2: Great dialogue with each other. Yes.
1: <laughs> I love the dialogue. I love their fucking, their own personal talk with, with fam and bruv and fucking. Rub. I fell yes. right into Moses this. I'm going to it start it. using this Mo-
3: Moses got shanked by Dobby. Dobby.
1: Yeah, the house <laughs> elf. Yeah. Oh, everything How about you what you
3: guys are it? saying, I'm sorry. It was yeah, just so cool. damn annoying.
1: Do people no, pick I on you it. because you, you say uh, A or fucking something Canadian? They can't help that. It's their lingo for their, 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 their gang in London. I found it, I don't want to say fascinating that's too much, but I found it interesting.
3: <laughs> Wait, one of the kids says testicles if they yeah. cut out those three gore <laughs> scenes, if they cut out those three gore scenes, it wouldn't even be it would be men in black. It would be I, an action I find comedy. it more enjoyable. I find it more enjoyable than men in black. Oh, I, I don't like men in black either. I'm just saying that's what it is, but they put three gore scenes. If those were cut completely out, I could even easily argue that it's not a horror movie. That's just a bunch of aliens and a comedy action about these kids trying to fight back these aliens that landed in their neighborhood. I just thought it's cool they didn't shy
2: away from killing off some of the kids. You get Nick Frost also in here, who's sort of like our comic
1: relief. Oh, wait, which guy was Nick Frost? Oh, was he the the stoner guy with the Yeah, the stoner guy with the long hair, yeah. Oh, it just occurred to me now that it had to be, wow, he makes a similar part in Sean.
2: Yeah, and you got um, Luke Treadaway, Harry Treadaway's brother. His twin brother, who plays, uh, was Bruce. He's Bruce. hilarious. Yeah, Bruce. I just, I don't
3: know. I really like the, there's a lot of characters too. in here. Oh, I'm guys, really I'm in the minority funny. here. I High don't want of people love this movie. High Hats.
1: <laughs> <laughs> High Hats is cool. That whole situation and that, all of them. I, I think Pro- my favorite Probs, character. Probs and
2: Mayhem, the two little kids. Probs and
1: Mayhem, <laughs> yeah. They come in at the end and they get the kid that's trapped up in in, in that thing. What's that yeah, kid's name? Yeah, Biggs.
2: Yeah. Biggs was in the bin the whole Biggs. movie. Biggs. <laughs> How about when they kill one of the things and they're like, "Man, that's blacker than my cousin Femi." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that line uh, was good.
1: That was a
3: good
1: one. How about uh, oh, you trying to get him naked? <laughs> that one probably told the cheek niggas off. <laughs> um, What's that kid's name? He's my favorite kid, except for the P. I think. A uh, pest. Pest. Yeah, I think Pest is my favorite character. I like yeah, all his pest, dialogue. Pest
2: had a lot of uh, a lot of dialogue.
1: It's just witty dialogue. It's it's like what I said about that one film where everything lands for me uh, from this year, Dead Shack, where every, everything that comes out of their mouth uh, lands. All, all the stuff that's supposed to be funny is, and that's how it. Is. But it isn't like ha ha funny. It's just it's like clever, witty dialogue. It isn't. You know what I mean? It's like ball busting. It's it's that British. I, I humor don't. That, I I find that British <laughs> humor is
2: like that. It's much. It's much more clever. Yeah. Oh, I love British humor. Yeah, I, usually
0: I
1: don't.
2: It's funny. I, I expected I expected you well to be produced. flipped on this. Well I produced you to be
1: flipped. Definitely well produced. My only not. I will say this though. See, I didn't like that it was nonstop loud techno music almost throughout. It could have been scaled annoying. down a bit.
3: That may I agree have, with that it. may have elevated me a whole point more. That's how annoying I found that was.
1: Wow. For Were sure. you listening in your headphones? Would you yeah, have earbuds? Actually, that? it was. Oh, yeah, that'll add to it. Okay, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. But maybe if I did. You know what I mean? I I couldn't
3: convince my wife to watch this again. When it first came out, I'm like, I could not wait to see it because of how much buzz it was getting. So then when we put it on, I'm like, Oh, that's it. She actually checked out well before the movie, uh, probably before the second act. Uh, and I stuck with it for the whole thing. And I said it did it did get better. There's there's some good stuff here, guys. I it just it's, like True. I don't want to sound like an asshole here. Like it's just this movie. I'm trying to go through it all because everything that I feel like I should love with these type of movies would be in this in this film. But I just didn't like the characters. Wow,
2: I love wow. the
1: characters. That's the, the difference. The characters
2: is the best part. If if you take yes. the characters out of this movie, it's it's, it's maybe not, a little too. It's a little too simplistic. I, I mean, the creatures kind of just look. They look okay. They they're like big black fur balls with the, green teeth.
3: But the movie is simplistic. It's, the it's
2: teeth a, are cool. the them, teeth are cool. That with the green chun.
3: Yeah, and then uh, them chanting Moses at the end is just kind of forced and just seems oh, like. Yeah. I it love it. Sense, it's the though. block. The block, the block sticks together.
1: Right, and he had an arc, if anybody, and the block does stick together. And At first they were busting his balls, even the girls and all that, they were messing with him, and why is he always got to be doing this? And at the end, he had his arc, he freaking came around and did his thing. Yeah, he
2: did I, good. He I, redeemed himself in the end. He did redeem Yes, well, yes, he,
1: absolutely. This well, is that, a character-driven movie, and obviously you say you didn't like the characters, so honestly, say no more. That, that There you have it. I happen to like the characters, it looks like B did too. And most, and most people
3: I, do I'm in the minority yeah. out there so I just it, something did not click with it maybe it was to the pacing again the music maybe I just got annoyed uh, but I tried to you subtitles? Look, no you oh, know you I'm, gonna, I, I'm gonna oh, start a, you need a subtitles problem. I'm
1: gonna yes. start a
2: new I'm gonna start a new saying now you need subtitles. see your review of this you're acting like a hi-hats right now <laughs> you're, you're acting like a real hi-hats no <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's I like fair. the discovery of why the aliens are, are chasing them. It's very simplistic. Yes. And it's awesome. And I like, I love that ending. And I love that they do it in slow motion with it. I, I didn't mind the music. It, I didn't really pay attention to it that much. So it didn't bother me as much. And this one clicked along at a super fast pace.
1: I agree. It was a perfect pace. It was yeah, this fast, one was, was, this so one was real short.
2: And I like that. I like horror movies that are, you know, 80 minutes in and out.
1: And you had enough time for character development and for yeah. characters to be introduced and you know what i mean and 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 have have bonds form by the end of the film and, and things like i you feel like you're in that world already it's, it's one of those films where you're placed in the middle of something and what you hear the way they relate to each other and the way they talk and you know he's got bear stuff in there you know and you know basically <laughs> bear is what we would say for mad like mad loop you know yeah bear, you know what i mean i and you know like uh Instead of saying word, they say trust. That's going to be my new thing. I'm going to start saying trust, you know, instead of word. I hear you, bro. Yeah, yeah, watch out, fam. (laughs) You feel like you're in that group. It's one of those movies where you're placed in and you feel like you're in that world. And it actually works. A lot of times I watch, especially foreign films, and they don't land for me. And this one did. And I was not expecting, I had zero expectations going in. You guys know that. Attack the block. I'm always making a joke about it. I didn't know the first thing about it. All I did was plug in the fucking movie and watch the movie. And I was like, wow. At first, I was I thought I wasn't going to like it because of the way it began with the freaking why would they go after that thing? If if a thing flies from the sky and, and crashes, I'm like, why the fuck would these guys go after it? Who goes after something that falls from the sky and thinks they're going to beat it up? And then they're walking around with it at first. I was like, wow, this, this is weird. <laughs> And then it just grew from there. And you know what? It it, it was the dialogue. I just got to know the characters and it bounced around just right for me. It was fun. And I'm really into these kind of films a lot with y type horror. You know, they, they don't always work. But it reminded me almost of, if you take the giant monster out of the equation, it kind of reminded me a little bit of Cloverfield. When they're trying to get from one place to the other and those little things. Remember when they go in the tunnel? Those little things are running around doing their thing. Yeah,
3: yeah but that's presented as a horror movie. See, it's, it's all in presentation. This is pre- not presented like a horror film.
1: I, I think it is though. It's just how is it not? I Aliens know. land. As and, I said, and they hunt
3: down action, comedy, sci-fi. Like with three quick shots of blood. There's not a
1: scare in the movie. You're making it sound like it's Mars Attacks or something.
3: It is. I, actually, that's <laughs> even a better comparison. Thank you. Oh. Instead of no. instead of the comparison to Men in Black, Mars Attacks is a perfect comparison to it.
1: Not at all. Mars Attacks, that's goofy and that's freaking off the wall. Thank this
3: you. is You actually that's exactly the better comparison for me.
1: I don't believe no, you. That's a, the guy that's that like loves a, Goofy. That's goofy shit. a
3: parody. that's a parody. <laughs> this
2: is this is this isn't comedic at all, really.
1: Isn't it weird how it is sometimes like C was the highest on on bride in, in army of darkness with all that goofy stuff. And I, and I was like more down on it. You know, I see this one and it's different. it's so weird the way, the way we, uh,
2: with the the exception of pest, there's really no comedy in this film. In fact, if they didn't have him in there, you know, shooting his one liners and his dialogue throughout, (laughs) it would be a much darker film and I don't think it would work.
1: As well. It all lands. Pest, everything yeah. Pest says lands for me. It's like I said, sort of like the ant and Krampus, and I, I I know I've gone back to that a few times. Yeah. it's just the way it is. If if everything somebody says lands with me, I just if, you know, if it
2: they had gone darker and at the end, you know, they get blamed for the cop killings or they kill Moses because they blame him for the cops getting killed, you know, not not really knowing what's going on, then it would have been really dark and depressing and not and been sort of like a big tonal shift in the film. But I like the way it stayed. Sort of like a action horror.
1: You know what it reminds me of a little bit as well. Another comparison, but these kids are much more likable. Almost like that movie Kids.
2: You mm.
1: said so the the kids in Kids are they're not very likable, but there's something about the camaraderie and and the way things are presented that reminded me a little bit of that. I don't know. It, See, it just
3: and I didn't find these kids likable until possibly the second half, and then I you sort a... of grow you grow into them, and I, that's what I think the director. And of course, I think he was writer Andrew. You writer.
2: grew into these young men. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> no. that's what I think he wanted. <laughs> um, I mean, the guy, the guy's talented. He he he's a good writer. I, it just for whatever reason, I I just couldn't get into it a hundred percent. I I expected this to be eight eight to ten range for me. That's that's what I'm talking about. And I just was like more frustrated with it than uh, than not.
2: I think you need to get out more and maybe attack the block a
3: little. Bit, you know? <laughs> attack the block this is the one, no, but th- it it doesn't happen often, but yeah, this is the one I'm, I'm I'm seen to be totally not on the same level of enjoyment as, as you two. It you know, happens, I
1: man. It. It I love it. It
2: happens. It's good stuff. Second, this was my second time watching it and I man, I had I had a blast with it again.
1: It's my first and if it's on blue, I might even buy it. <laughs>
2: yeah, I think it's on blue.
1: Is it? I like I to get on that shit. But yeah, it's like you said, see, I didn't like the kids at the beginning either, so it made me enjoy the movie all the more when I came around and actually here I am talking, saying that I enjoyed the cast and I enjoyed the characters and their dialogue. So, th- th- I guess that's what it comes down to. And I, yeah, I they like, have I that, like that... Nick Frost, too. Sorry, Brandon. I like him, oh, man. Okay. Of
3: Shaun of the Dead, one of my faves. I felt he was wasted here he was a little
2: underused cuz i mean i i love him in in of the dead and and hot fuzz but he was a little underused here but they had they did have a lot of characters but the the positive of that is that here we are talking about all these different characters by name you know we're talking Go about test and moses and this one and that one and and, mm-hmm. and, and bruce and and all these different names whereas usually when it's bogged down with too many characters you can't remember who's who i
3: admittedly True. i only remembered Moses's name. Cause Moses' name Moses. cuz it was moses Honestly, I don't remember any of the (laughs) names.
2: And I like the fact and you know what? You know, even though I didn't feel like they they needed it because I I immediately saw these kids, even though yeah, they robbed her and it's deplorable and they're punks and whatever, I never pictured them as really heavy, bad criminals. And they have that scene, you know, in, in the middle of the film, latter part of the film, where you where she sees Moses' bedroom and she questions that he has a little brother.
1: Oh, yeah. Because she
2: sees his sheets have, like, Spider-Man on or something. And no, it turns out they're his, and she finds out that he's 15. And
1: mm-hmm. that's what
2: I assume. All these kids look like they're 14, 15 years old. They're just a victim of their environment. But, they, you know, they're just bad because they need to survive.
1: Yep. You've got a potty mouth, man. It's <laughs> <laughs> good shit. And then when the kid rants, like, it's not about drugs or gangs or rap music or violence and video games. Oh, it's good shit, man. Good stuff. Anyway, we... we we, we better cut it off. It's uh, we enjoyed ourselves. Well, the two, two of the three did. I'll tell you right now. I, I'm seven and a half. Seven and a half out of ten. I enjoyed oh, it. Oh my god! I thought you were way higher than that, based on what. No. You
2: I, I thought you were going to no. be. A, I thought you were going to be a little higher than that. I'm. I'm eight out of ten. I, I, thought, I thought you're, you're gonna, both going to be higher than that. Holy no, shit! No. I, I thought. I thought we were both going to be at eights. I, I. seven and a half's not really that far off. But I thought we'd both be at eights. <laughs>
3: and i'm i'm 6.75 <laughs>
1: <laughs> you would have thought we were at 9 and you were at you know four. what this is christian for you
3: christian this is your uh, oh my
2: god what's that movie that where they they're dying in the office building in in chile with their heads exploding uh, Belco. The, yeah. that, that this is your Belco. i <laughs> i ripped Belco apart and gave it a seven last year and everyone thought i hated that movie <laughs>
3: no and uh, there's no hate i just expected to love you expect you yeah yeah, and, you had higher. And, and yeah. I think will I watch I'm not I'm not going to say I'm never going to watch it again because there there was something there and I just I was disappointed and and that music pissed me off and the characters pissed me off a little bit but yes I know that there's a, an arc and there's redemption at the end. Something just didn't hit and I I will give it another try down the road. Cool.
1: Nice. Cool. Well, well, thank you, Glenn. And uh, Thanks, Glenn. Yeah, I'm glad I got to see this film because I probably never would have watched it. So <laughs> I hope you come up with some more stuff because uh, it's always good to discover. All right, all right. Oh, we're starting again? Yeah, we're starting the show over again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to do uh, one more feature. We got to do Beyond and then we got to do one more trip and we're peace out. Peace out, bruv. Peace mm-hmm. out,
2: bruv. <laughs> this is a mad good show, bruv.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going into Beyond. Reanimator.
3: What? Did you look for her in the death house? If the warden found her, that's probably where he took her. The warden? But. But he's dead. God damn you! Vision's got nothing to do with
2: this. Beyond Reanimator from 2003, once again directed by Brian Usna. Everyone's favorite mad scientist, Herbert West, is currently in jail after having state's evidence turned against him by his former assistant, Dan Kane. Uh. There's a whole summary here. We don't
1: need a whole summary. Thing. Yeah, That's all I'm going to know. I'm, I'm gonna, the I'm gonna, animator yeah. Herbert I'm West in jail. It. Hi, Jinx and Sue. How's that? You know what, though? I got to say one thing. I love
2: the opening of this film. The opening of this film feels like a slasher film.
3: Oh, yeah, that exactly. does not belong. At first, I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Because I've watched this one time before. One I've always time liked only. this one. I've always liked this one. See, and I watched it one time before and I was like, whoa, this came out about two, 10 years too late. I, I, in fact, that's exactly my first word. All right, sequel, about 10 years too late. I watched it by myself, and I'm like, wow, it's, it felt like I've been there, done that. Because at this point now, we had the Peter Jackson zombie films. We had so many other flicks that I don't think Shaun of the Dead had hit yet. I think, Sean, that may have been the, the year after. This was 2003, correct? So, yeah, least, yeah, this is 2003. Okay, I
1: thought it was even later, because I got the DVD when it first came out, and I enjoyed it. And I only saw it once, but I haven't gone back to revisit it since. So, I
3: liked
1: I, it. I, I
3: liked it. I was disappointed. I felt, like I said, it, it, it came out way too late, and I think at this point it was kind of forgotten, and my feelings haven't really changed much. Great production value. I yeah. love the jail set in. But I found a lo- everything else kind of forced.
2: There, there were some mm-hmm. things I didn't like about the film, particularly with the exception of two characters in this film. The acting is really bad.
1: I noticed something, and I never, ever, I'm never one of these people that, that say, I don't like the way somebody's accent sounded. Most of the time, I don't even know if it's a foreigner. Like, I always find out later. Like, I listen to a podcast, and I go, oh, so-and-so trying to sound American was awful. And I was like, he's not American? I never pick up. But as I'm watching this film... When that chick comes in, the the main girl, what's her name? Laura. Laura. When she comes in, she's she's talking. I'm like, this girl is definitely not American. I gotta look her up. So sure enough, I looked her up born in Madrid, Spain. I'm like, okay, I never catch on, but I knew her, she her was accent. Fine.
2: Th- her accent comes in and out. Is that what you're gonna say? Yes. It, well, yeah.
1: you could tell that she's putting on a, a, a fake English yeah. and, that she's not from America or, or North America. And, and, and I'm like, you know, I you know up something? On.
2: And you know something? Because I noticed that too. She was still one of the two people that I thought were decent enough in this film. Her, her and Dr. West. I thought the kid who played Howard, the guy oh, who played Howard, was just dreadful. over the top, dreadful, and it should have focused more on Herbert, but that opening scene is just awesome. And that I, Yeah!
1: You oh. know what I thought it was going to be? They were watching... A, I remember it took place in prison, that's all I remembered. I thought that they were going to be watching a movie in prison. <laughs> that's what I thought I honestly thought it was at first. And
3: and I love it. I didn't remember it either, and I thought that the... They stole, like, a, a, a special effect from Return of the Living Dead 3, which Brian Yusner also directed. And I honestly thought that that no-jaw zombie thing was, like, a stowaway from that.
1: It looked like, what's his name? Dr. Tongue from Day of the Dead, the yeah, guy in the beginning. And that, they too. Were... So, yeah. Yeah.
3: so, yeah, it was a cool, cool opening. I don't know about him keeping the, the, the reagent for with a reagent. Years. And then... <laughs> Being so fixated on seeing a guy being put into a, a car, I guess he followed the case. And, and well, he
2: was he was fixated because his sister got killed. So I thought yeah, when they get sense. to the when they get to the prison, it's going to be a whole revenge thing. But when it gets to the prison, and the prison setting's awesome, and what ensues, I thought was a lot of fun, and that's why I really enjoy this film. But what I thought it was going to be was a revenge story, but it's not. He wants to work with Doctor West. I, I don't. Un- I didn't really get that motive, but I, I really enjoyed like Laura's character. Elsa Pataki. man, she is stunning. Oh
3: my God. She went on. She's like Fast and the Furious fame now, right?
2: Oh yeah, and she's married oh, to. She? She's married to Chris Hemsworth. She's been married to Thor forever. They have like three kids together. Oh, I so know. I don't know if she does many movies, but she's married to Thor. So they're doing okay.
3: I thought you guys complained about the pacing in the last one. I thought this one had pacing issues. Uh, like I said, it looked Too good. good. It looked good. It was way too long. Oh, um, yeah. 4 it's over. welcome. Could they, couldn't they come out with a better nickname than Ratty for the rat?
1: Ratty. <laughs> 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 that is just complaint. He's a fucking imbecile in prison. Of course you would call it something you know what? You know Kissing what? Kissing was the worst. Why you would you
2: trust what, a rat to kiss him? You know what that. the best part is, though, about this one? Is that finally they're developing the reagent story further because he's finally been able to now now the story is he has been able to neutralize the behavior with this npe
3: i get ya, but then they went and they had to make it like so convoluted that that yes
1: but at least but
2: at least it's elevated and it's something so again we're not going to be dealing with bumbling idiots we're now going to be dealing with functioning human beings and the fact that they cross uh Cross species. <laughs> it gets really, it gets goofy, but it's kind of funny, especially when he crosses the warden at the end with the
1: rat. Yeah, but it didn't make sense because the warden came back in two people. He came back as himself, and then she was high, half of the girl. The pers- uh, oh, yeah. Because the person.
2: Because he used the. Uh, nanoplasm. I he used, know. He used his nat- the warden's nanoplasm on Laura, so part of his behavior went into her, which is why she was so psychotic at times because he was a psychotic warden. I'm getting dizzy used- just hearing
1: you say it. it and then she
2: used the ratty's. <laughs> Ratty's, uh, nanoplasma on the <laughs> warden and he became ratty and psychotic. Oh, it,
1: it was too much. It, it, it honestly a movie like this dumb fun, if you will, gory effects, whatever, which most, most of the effects don't landed. That's fine. But movies like this don't need to be convoluted and complicated. And they tried to over explain things. This is not that type of movie to do it in. How do you have two other films where we understand exactly what it is and we get to this third film where it's a foreign land and everybody in this movie is is, is spanish it seems and it just seems a little bit <laughs> it's oh a, it's true and i looked it's it up a and it's foreign land. It's in spain and it just doesn't have that feel and I, of course i looked up that girl and i'm like this guy's spanish too and so is this guy let, what, let me look and sure enough you know they did it on the cheap and they filmed it in spain which is fine but it's when i mean foreign i do not even necessarily mean foreign as foreign country just foreign feeling compared to the, the feeling of one and two it, even it, ratty
3: was a spanish right a different look it didn't <laughs> it was a different look to the film spanish too. like I mean, I mean i know we're we're talking about 13 years later or 14 years later however it just like i said part 1 and part 2 look like a duo the film stock right. looks the same. It was close enough, I guess, because Bruce Abbott was there, David Gale. But this one, you just have Jeffrey Combs. He does all he can do. He's still good in the movie. He's the looks only good. reason to watch the movie. The effects I thought were a little bit more sloppy in this. And I felt like it's just, again, I said this a lot tonight. I feel like it's a cop out, but I've been there, done that. At this point, we had seen everything. So everything that just seemed kind of ho hum the half-man.
2: Now, did you, like, did you like the Moses better in this movie, or the Moses from Attack the Block
1: <laughs> Or Moses from The Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah,
3: maybe I'd actually give him to the, the Attack the Block. Attack the Block, Moses?
1: Remember how we've said this before? Well, I've said this before, uh, in discussions I've had with J.P. about, if a movie isn't a franchise, do you rate it too high because of it? I think I even said it on the, on the Nightmare show, uh, on part one, because I listened to it the other day. And I remember saying that just because something is a franchise, does that mean you're gonna rate it higher and stick with it and everything else? Or are you harder on it because it's a franchise film? Do you have higher expectations? Well, this is one of those instances where I noticed that because this is a franchise film, I stick with it. If Herbert West is not the lead in this film, and this is a random horror movie from 2018 about some other scientist that got put away that learned something, I might not even, I'd finish the movie. But I would probably be – I probably would have lost interest a lot sooner in it in 1.5 the second half and at the end of the day giving it a 5 out of 10. But because it's Herbert West and it's a character I know, I hang in and I get a little more out of it. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah,
2: actually, Without a doubt, it makes yeah, sense. I agree too. I agree too. But I had fun with this one even though it's, it, it's clearly not on the level in terms of, of the way it's made as 1 and 2. I have just as much fun with this one as I do too.
3: I felt there's a a pretty steep drop off
1: in the third act. By the time it gets there, it wears out its welcome. And then it makes the crime of stuffing too much into the third act, which is kind of a staple of one and two, one and two are known to have those off the wall third acts with crazy shit. This takes it even a step further by having all kinds of crazy zany shit happening. And then over explaining all this shit with nanoplasm and this and that. like I said before, it's, it's too convoluted. It's, It's too much. It ends up being a shame because if you were to spread these gags that we see in the last 20 minutes out throughout the film, paced better, like let something that happened in the third act happen in the first, another one in the second, something where these good gags and these good effects were spread out a little more, and and just was written a little bit differently, you could have had a better film. I just think that it was just ill-paced, and and on top of it, it took too long to get to that stuff. That's my problem. It's not a bad movie. It's just—it's almost like a wasted opportunity, and it's almost like they—they they did the same shtick that they did with one and two. Of course, they bring in this new guy and they make him have a love interest in that girl, and the, and he even says it, and you know what's going in that direction? It's like, oh, she's trouble, or what is the line? I think I—I might—I might, might. i think I.
2: <laughs> you might.
1: I might. I might. <laughs> I, might. I might have written something down when he said something about the girl being something or other, and. She's going to be uh, – I forgot what he said, but Wes says some comment like, uh, she's going to be troubled trouble. And he's like, of course yeah. she is. Something along those lines. And it's like – and sure enough, she ends up being a distraction for, for, the, for the guy because he has a love interest all of a sudden. And it figures in. It's like C's been saying. Been there, done that. It seemed like that was forced into this film. It didn't have to be. It's but almost like, like these, okay – That's
2: what these films are though.
1: Yeah, I but it's not like Dan it's- Kane anymore. It, they don't have to do it. You know what I mean? It's like they have a check mark a box, and they want to, okay, love interest, that's going to cause more trouble? Check. This is going to happen? Check. Crazy fucking third act? Check. I understand if it's formulaic like a Friday film or something like that. It seems like this stuff was forced this time uh, instead of being I, natural in the script. That's all.
2: I, I see a little bit of that, but at least they elevated. I, I know it's, 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 a, it's messy and there's a lot to it, but at least the... Reanimation process is expanded upon, and it's sort of like multiple behaviors happening now. And the whole idea of the warden reanimating the death row inmates so they can suffer forever—it's kind of like haunting. And then they have, you know, the funny lines in there. You know, Dr. West with the Spanish guys, like that's quite enough of USA, and he, he's killing the half a body. And you know, then it gets pretty dark with at the end between Howard and Lore. You know, when he's basically just holding her head pretty yeah, dark
3: but i'm done i'm done i'm out of the movie at that point and yeah I, everything yeah. that you everything that you build up on the on the sort of next level of the reagent and the reanimation process again suffers because you you have the rest of the movie hasn't pushed the envelope enough it can't be a, a film within the franchise and take a couple of steps back so like dave said they they put all the zany shit into the end but there's not enough throughout, and I still don't think it's elevated to the extent it needs to be. Coming 13 years after the last movie, and with all these other movies that really pushed the envelope above and beyond. So, where ReAnimator came out in '85 and Bride in '89/slash '90, they still pushed the envelope and they were introducing stuff that you really hadn't seen before. And that's why I think I, I hold them in a higher regard. And then this one is just like, yeah, ho hum. Saw Half Guy and Dead Alive back in like '93, (laughs) right? You know, and 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 so just the story elements weren't enough to like overwhelm me. I guess
1: I I couldn't keep up. Everybody kept dying and coming back.
3: Yeah, see, I like
2: that. I thought the wackiness of it kept me in it because I wasn't taking it too seriously because I thought the acting was very off, especially from our lead character, who's who's Howard in this. He seems to he seems to be more prominent than even Doctor West, which I thought was maybe a little bit of a mistake. But it awesome. seems like it seems like when this film is over, it felt like this film is a, almost like a stepping stone to the next film that we never get. It seems like the story's not over.
3: Well, it's too bad. They're probably hoping that they're going to do another one. I, don't, I guess yeah. it didn't perform well. I, 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 I don't think it did. I don't think. It did.
2: I don't think it did. And you're probably right about the timing. I didn't realize this one was I don't know why I thought they were all pretty close to each other in terms of release. I didn't realize this one was 2003.
1: Yeah, I remember when it came out I was shocked cuz it came was direct to DVD and all of a sudden wow, beyond Reanimator. and I bought it and uh I watched it with my friend the same friend that i watched the originals with when they came out way back in the day. So, and I remember we watched it and we actually had fun with it. But I I still have a been nostalgia.
2: And I I still rate it probably higher than I should, but I but I have I still have a lot of fun with it.
1: I just get confused. It gets it, it's it gets a little too too hokey for me, too zany, too confusing on top of it, you know, and... Hey, I you don't know. Say, you say I wasn't zany.
2: confused by it, I just felt oh, like...
1: It was a missed opportunity.
2: Yeah, there, there, could, there could have been a better story within the jail, it could have been a more revenge-oriented story, you know, this could have been the end of Dr. West, you know, especially... I mean, I know you, they don't plan on ending the franchise at this point, and, you know, if it's successful, they'll keep it going, but this could have been an opportunity... For Howard's character to actually get revenge against Dr. West and and ultimately defeat him in the end. But he immediately shows up and just wants to work with him and immediately tells him, oh, you're the one who is responsible for the death of my sister. I want to work with you. Like, it just... And here's the reagent from 13 years ago that you dropped
1: (laughs) Well, he's curious, maybe if he figures, you know... Yeah, the but there, there, someone there, back to life.
2: there is definitely a better movie in there, because I talked about it with part one when we were doing it, like it felt like a little bit of almost like, like two movies, like a serious movie and a comedy movie, and I talked about how maybe I would have liked to have seen the darker side explored more, but then how it would have taken away from the comedy, whereas in this one, there's definitely a better story, but what we get is still enjoyable, and to me, just as rewatchable as
3: as part two was. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't agree with that. I get, I'm
1: bored by this movie. Hmm. I think I'm kind of in the middle, you guys. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know. The one thing I do like is that it finally worked. It didn't last. It worked for a few seconds, but they injected somebody, and they came back, and they were speaking like a normal person just for a few seconds that I went to shit. but that was the first time it actually worked, and I was like, oh, yeah. wow, look at this. That's something. The, you know?
2: ev- the evolution of the reaction. That's a positive about the film.
1: Yeah, I, I do get that. I do like that the evolution of the region. that they have to keep adding to what they started with, and and I dig that. But just
2: and I feel like I they tried to get that. they tried to go back to the the more the sleaze more, of of the first one.
1: I just don't care about the warden, and his character and bark like oh. a dog and all. I just don't oh. give a fuck about it. It's like yeah,
3: Human Centipede Three.
2: <laughs> yeah, well that's that's the problem is some of the performances including the wardens who's kind of a pivotal character in this cuz we're supposed to really hate him and we do because he's a piece of shit but he's also not the best in terms of performances. That, that I wonder if if the performances were better if this film would would play better the way it is now.
1: I don't know. Might help a bit, but overall, I don't
2: know. Maybe if Leslie had shown back up. That's Lieutenant Leslie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm I'm curious to see where we land on these ratings.
2: I'll go right ahead. I'm not, nothing major here, but I'm, I'm going to come in 6.5.
1: Okay. I'm,
3: I'm a six. I'm a six. As am I, I'm a six as well. But it just feel <laughs> like Brandon was so much higher again. <laughs> right. Movie. That's why I said, I felt like I could be easily at a five because I consider that an average movie, right? Just blend by the numbers. And that's kind of how I, I talked about it, but there was enough, I guess, enough of a, a boost just to get it to that six level and enough of enjoyment. Again, maybe Jeffrey Combs, and again, maybe that franchise factor that you brought in, because if this was anything else, I think it would have been a five or possibly Mm. more. So I think Jeffrey Combs, that's how much weight he brings to it as the actor, as the character.
2: Yeah. And for me, I was going to say one of the things I've been doing, especially of late and uh, and that's I don't I don't have set ratings. I don't have anything written down. I don't have my ratings for the movies. I have a ballpark of where I am. And to be honest, it went up on part one when we did it because i i usually like to talk about it. when we talk about it is when i start to realize if i like it a little bit more or start to or i'd like it less and it actually went up for the it actually went up for part one and it went up a little bit for part two and went down a little bit for this one for my ballparks i was originally eight uh six seven and i went up to nine six point five and came down from a seven to a six point five on this one now, to me, that doesn't really make much of a difference. It's still, I still enjoy it, but talking about the missed opportunities and the potential there always makes me want to drop it even more when I, when I think back about that.
1: Well, that's the end of that, huh? We, all we've got to do is a triple R, and we out of here, man. You know what I wanted to mention was that we uh, – speaking of ratings, and uh, I put up that post – in the group page. I just wanted to, to mention it real quick because it ended up being closer than I thought. I thought I was going to get buried. Because no, I, didn't,
2: I, I didn't think so. Not not because you're Dave Z, but because I really feel like a lot of people share your opinion on part four.
1: I just have always felt that I'm I'm like the, the voice. that forget everyone loves it. And I've always felt like the bad guy because I, I always am the one that shits on it. But if I look at it right now, it says, here's what we put on there. And and this is what I said. I've had two to three people comment about agreeing with me on a Nightmare on the Street 4. I think I'll lose the vote, but what's your opinion? And the choices were good entry, agree with Christian and Brandon, jump to shark, (laughs) agree with Dave Z. And as it ended up right now, you guys have won 72 to 60. Or no, 74 to 62. Either way, a difference of only 12 votes. I haven't voted yet.
2: Make it closer.
1: (laughs) Closer (laughs) than I thought. Not 50-50, but... More like a 60-40 type deal, if you will. You know, and, and you know what? I can live with that. At least I know I'm not a- alone on that island because sometimes you feel like you are, especially when everyone loves something and you're the one that doesn't love it. That, that happens. But anyway, just thought I'd point that out since we were talking about ratings and all that stuff and talking each other up and down. I was going to say I couldn't talk anybody down when, I, when we talked about Nightmare 4, but whatever. <laughs>
2: it is you talk, what it is. Talk me up.
1: that's funny okay all right we got one more to go right one more triple r all right rock and roll uh this this is for jerry cortez mr venom himself who wanted us to watch a newer movie called feral i went on record as saying by by uh, the dave z uh, (laughs) way of looking at films on the b that i probably would not have watched it but I may have waited, because they said it, it was right at, at, right at the four, but it only had 700 votes, and I need more than that. But to me, it probably would have been a wait and see, and if the, the votes never went up, it would have just been a skip altogether. I'm right. curious to hear what we're going to have to say, and I'm curious as to what everyone's going to say.
2: Feral, comma, Will, oh,
1: <laughs>
2: directed and written by Mark Young. Students fight to survive a weekend in the woods. <laughs> that's the description on the B. That's that's, that's how much that's how much this movie's hated. They're like, ah eh, students fight, fight in the woods. <laughs> Here's
3: okay. What I could put it in simplest terms. Watch Evil Dead instead. <laughs> well, I agree with that statement. Well,
1: I don't think it's Evil Dead. I mean It's so
2: generic. Every cliche is played with here. Every cliche. Oh my God! Okay, now we're gonna have we're gonna have three couples here between the six friends. We're gonna have Jules and Alice. They're our lesbian couple. Of course, Alice is played by Scout Taylor Compton. She's struggling because she can't tell her father about being gay. Of
1: course, oh, and t- today's oh. Gay Day. Today's Gay Day, by the way. Well, that's what I call because instead of saying Dre Day, I say Gay Day. You know what I'm talking about, right? No clue. It's National Pride Day. A
2: oh, Pride Day, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. is that it? Yeah, it's Gay
1: Day.
3: Yeah, fuck I'm,
2: with. I'm I'm proud gay day. every day.
1: But
3: he's gay. <laughs> See? I thought that was anyway. totally forced.
2: Totally forced, and of course, she used to go out with Jesse, who's now dating Gina, who's also a beautiful girl. But Jesse's angry and still in love with Alice. So of course, he hates Alice's girlfriend, Jules. And then you got Matt and Bree, who are so, sort of like just the add-on characters who are who just who get engaged the minute they go camping, and then of course, you know, they're disposed of rather quickly. But man. It seems like the like the gore in this film is is pretty decent but it's really it's really it's very dark.
1: Thank you. I was going to say but it's too dark maybe yeah. on purpose because of what they were working with but Exactly. That, yes. Yes, it is too dark with the gore scene and it's too bad cuz I was like mm.
2: and I'm watching and I'm like the gore is really good and then as I'm thinking about it, I'm like is it though? I pulled the J-, J man like he is- sure as fuck did. Is it though? <laughs> is it though? Like, cause it's so dark and it's the same thing. Every every scene, it looks like everyone's throat's getting ripped out, but yet they're still alive.
3: Well, the production values on this are shockingly good. Like, yeah, they are. I was are shocked at how well the movie looked. The first gore scene was a little rushed. Like, it just seemed a little weak. And then you're right. Then it seems like a lot of people get in their throats slashed and there's a lot of blood spray. It seems like it's too far and few in between, even though there there is enough of them. I guess it just the movie just stops dead for all the exposition and the story, and and and, and again the theme of the night, been there, done that. <laughs> I, and I, I hate to say it because I'm sounding like a broken record, so it's almost like a cop out, as I I made reference to earlier. But that it's it's so derivative. That's the major weakness, and it's all the fault of the script. So even the actors, because there's some okay actors in this, but they're yeah. given dreck in the sense of for dialogue.
2: Yeah, I can't. I can't criticize any of the actors. It's just really the the story is so generic.
1: You know the thing. Blah, blah, blah. They're here. <laughs>
3: you don't know what worse is. You're about to see worse, or something like that. I'm like, really? You don't know what death is.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh... <laughs> You know what though? The setup, the first act was very familiar. You can call it generic. I choose to call it familiar in this case, because I was actually comfortable in the first act with it. Okay, kids coming up here. No bullshit. Nowadays every movie has to be I don't know. I, I can't really come up with the with the the right words for it, but I was actually happy to sit down and watch a simple film and I'm watching the first act and I'm watching things unfold and it's just you know, six kids camping. And all hell's about to break loose. And I was happy to be in familiar territory. I really was. Because everything nowadays tries so hard to be different. And this this wasn't. But at the same time, it wasn't bad. Like, anybody can make a knockoff fucking Evil Dead or a knockoff slasher that's really bad. Like a movie that you're going to rate a 3 out of 10. And yeah, then, then it's too familiar and it's too generic. This the way it started out, I was actually on board. I was pretty much on board until they got with that, the neighbor guy who all of a sudden knew everything but didn't explain why. Oh, it's a pharaoh. Oh, it's this. Oh, you got to do this. Oh, you could. If all he could have done was say, hey, I, I, I moved out here because of this reason. I'm actually um, a, a chemical fucking engineer for, for so and so, and I came out here to work on it for some reason. That would have been better than just this fucking guy for no well, reason knows everything.
2: Well, he clearly is something, and and they never really develop on it, but it it almost feels like a a less entertaining version, no comedy whatsoever version of Dead Shack. Is that here he is held up out there because it's his son who turned into a feral. Which we've
1: seen before, and I know Which we've seen before,
2: and they never get into the origins of it. It's just a a bunch of them fighting and and, uh, back and forth running into the woods to try to get help and, of course, getting turned one by one. And it plays out exactly like you like you expect expect it would. You know, they try to add a little bit of shock value at the end with one of the scenes, but
1: it's it's not shocking. No, we know where it's going with him. We absolutely know where it's gonna go with that dude. And my biggest problem is that at, they became too much gunplay. That was my biggest Oh, complaint. And,
3: and she's like suddenly the Mrs. Merksman. Like, did they did they set that up? Because there is a lot of exposition dialogue. Yeah, she, did-
2: she talks about her dad was a hunter and taught her about weapons. She even that's said yeah. that. My dad was a hunter. He taught me about every oh, weapon. Of course
3: she said that, because that's the easiest <laughs> way to explain how she's going to be good with guns. Dave, you did mention... And I, I know what you're saying about the beginning, about it being comfort food almost based right. on the fact of how they set it up. The downfall is they do do a new Ovo thing. If that was old school, they'd just be talking about trying to get laid or doing this and the other thing or, or something else. And it's all exposition set up as faux character development to make right. these characters more three-dimensional, which they're really not. And they add no, the gay I- thing in, I think as a cop-out, to try to add dimension to the character, and and it feels forced.
2: It did feel forced, and so did the whole conversation around the uh, campfire, talking about what yes. kind of doctor they're each going to be. Yes. Oh God! Like seriously. Like, oh, <laughs> so
3: they all? Yeah, I mean, and, oh, I'm going to make four hundred thousand dollars a year. I'm like, do I have a fast forward on
1: this? Because I- <laughs> <laughs> at least it explained how they came yeah. together. They all went to school together, and they all were doctors. They they were all in, in medical school together. I didn't mind that, and I was actually okay with with the, with the angle about her being gay and being so close to her dad at one point and now she's afraid to come out. And well, so I was close actually she your dad, you
3: shouldn't have been afraid to come out.
1: You I, know,
2: what, you know what? I I could, was... I, could, I could I could buy that, but you know if where it f- fails is that the ferals are just the, the makeup on them is just terrible. It's just they look like uh oh, really? they, I look, don't think it's terrible. they look like anorexic vampires.
3: <laughs> actually, I I will agree with Dave. I didn't find any fault with the makeup. Uh, on i didn't like all. it i didn't like i didn't I, like it i thought I, no issues.
2: specifically talbot's son looked awful you couldn't really get a, a feel for what he is i do agree that i felt like some of the later transitions were a little bit better
1: when you can actually see the feral for a while you couldn't see it, it was dark well, like you, you could see
2: him he it looked it looked awful it looked almost
1: like uh, <laughs> yeah, i like the look of him
2: yeah I, I didn't like it like i don't know did you guys watch the wildling yet
1: no. no, but I, I plan to.
2: Okay. Like, I'm t- I'm talking, you know, between The Wildling and Dead Shack, this film has, like, elements of both those films, but those two films, like, are just head and shoulders above the rest. Like, literally, no dandruff. That's how head and shoulders <laughs> they are
3: above the rest. <laughs> <laughs> how, did he st- how did he coin the term feral for them? It's a feral. Yeah, they're really yeah. wild. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Those it's a ferals it's a feral virus doesn't he say at one point
1: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. That's why I thought you would it was like very like Walking Dead season 1 where it's, that could have explained himself and said, "Hey, there's a virus." And again, and, that would have and been even, And even what? when he did
2: though, it's it, like it was he was still against these characters which made no sense whatsoever. Like why is like at this point okay, like you He's know protecting
1: himself, you know that that old fucking tribe. But it was stupid.
3: Thing. They were like
1: nothing would have happened if he had joined them. It just
2: it was stupid. They focused on the wrong things here. And that dialogue. Oh, my God.
3: I love oh, how they just, make the first guy leave the tent, walk him out to take a piss, just like you're in an old slasher movie. <laughs> like, he goes, he, he couldn't just get out of the tent and piss on the side. He has to go walk to experience <laughs> the, the night air piss, because so when he screams, no one can hear it.
2: Ah! <sighs> And, of course, the lesbian has to kill the strongest male character in the film. She pushes Jesse right into the bear trap, which ultimately leads to his death.
1: I do like that whole situation. <laughs> that was cool, man. I, I, that was that,
3: funny, but that yeah. stupid at the same time. I'm a I was sucker okay for bear, t- bear trap stuff, too. but
1: They tried to get out. That, that seemed realistic. They tried three or four times to get him out of the bear trap, and it didn't work. It's just, I don't know. Something about that I was okay with. I just I didn't really lose steam until... Until that guy, knowing every fucking thing, all of a sudden he's like Dr. Loomis and <laughs> you know, and then all the gunplay in the third act was just Oh, creepy. and all the
2: back and forth. He runs out of the house, then he sneaks back in, then he's out, he sneaks back in. I'm gonna take you I'm gonna take your gun, you get the gun back from me.
1: <laughs> Here's something that'll add some levity to this. I have a question. How come in horror movies people are always so concerned with turning after they die. I don't want to turn into one of them. I don't want to turn... Don't, who gives a fuck? Dead is dead. You're not going to feel it. It's not going to have anything to do with your legacy. People are always so wrapped up in that. I don't get it. What am I missing here? Who gives a fuck? Hey,
2: if I saw you guys become hideous monsters or if I ever saw you guys become good podcasters, like I'd be like, I don't want to become... <laughs>
3: It's walk away night again with
2: this guy. <laughs> but nah, you
1: know I, what I mean? I, I know get what you're thinking. saying,
2: but I would I wouldn't want to turn either, especially if I saw something like that. I'd be like, nah, just shoot me. Who
1: well, gives a fuck? You you're not gonna feel it. It's not you anymore. It doesn't I, mean I, still, shit.
2: I, wouldn't, I wouldn't make it all dramatic. I would just be like, hey, Alice, we tried. Give me a kiss. Now walk the fuck away. Which is basically what happens anyway. <laughs>
1: true but they always have the line i don't want to be one of those things how many times have you seen that in zombie films that are an infected films, or anything and they always make a big deal out of it it's like well, i
2: think it's the idea that you don't, you don't know you don't really know are you gonna still partially be you in there
1: they never seem to act like it so you're no. just going by what, what you see in the same movie it's like yeah. i always tell my, my daughter and my wife i don't give a fuck when i die just throw me in the river i don't give a shit what happens to my body dead is dead granted I'm an organ donor. So whatever. Take my organs. I don't give a shit. I want you people to save money. Don't fucking get a funeral and an expensive coffin and all this and all that. It's a big thing with me. I, I think it's all a waste of money and it's, and it's a fucking scam. And I don't care. I enjoy my life. So when I die, have a party and I don't give a fuck what you do with my body. That's, that's always been my attitude. I don't care. I don't have that much pride. Who gives a shit? I'm dead. Dead is dead.
3: Yeah. No, I hear you. Serbian <laughs> film too. Dead is dead. And then you uh, take your body and he's just going to rape it. It's just going to go on tour for, for a bunch of underground pornography. Uh, just going to keep pumping you full until you're taxidermy full of Serbian I'm cum.
1: I'm <laughs> dead. I won't feel it. I don't give a fuck. Oh, Does you'll it feel matter. it. If I give somebody oh, pleasure after I'm dead, then, then good on me. I'll well,
3: put into you, <laughs> reanimate you just so you can feel it again. The movie throws, get back to Farrell, the movie throws the brakes on. It comes to a grinding stop where you're just like, okay, get to the next part where they're waiting for the gunplay final act (laughs) to kick into play. And I found that that's where I was just like, okay, please get this movie going. I praise the production factor. I don't know. I do not know what the budget of this movie was, but it looked like it had a budget. And that's good. Nighttime shots were good. The gore, like I said, a little bit underlit. I think on purpose, like you guys already brought up, but good look to the film. But I just didn't find it entertaining much at all. It needed needed some sort
2: of twist backstory with the Ferals, with the origin of the Ferals, because clearly it started before Talbot's son, but we never learned that. And then during the whole shootout, again, it's very dark. There's one scene where, um, I don't know if it's Jules or Alice, but she shoots at one of the Ferals from two feet away, and you think she killed it, but then it
3: lunges at her again like two minutes later. When it's that the- big, big buildup of him growling yeah, crow- and snarling behind her, and she can yeah. just turn around and blow it away, but she waits like a good when 10 she seconds. Does, <laughs> she, does, she does turn around and shoot him, but completely misses. I don't yeah. understand that. I don't the know. It was goes just... right beside. No, there, yeah. there's some craziness. And, that, Dave, the reason I brought up the, the comparison to Evil Dead is ferals, demons, zombies, everything's interchangeable. <laughs> so it just is like, it, I would rather have just been demons point.
1: Yeah, yeah. Why not? You're Right. They would well, they try to do something know. different. It's a virus, you know. Virus it's a is a, virus, hot, thing. But, it's but a they hot turn thing into. Things. They we didn't know what they turned into. They weren't
2: feral animals. They were like vampire zombies. It was it was like
1: I don't know. Be created infection. So, I don't know. It's an infection. Infection infected are hot still. You know what? Where the fuck are the demons? You're right. I want to see a movie like 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 Baba's demons again. Yeah. Why can't we just get a demon movie? Where are the where are these films? Why does everything have to be an infected? You're right. Why, where are the demons? <laughs> <laughs> you get a demon, but like like okay, like stillborn. There's about it's about a, the antagonist of the demon. It's not a big spoiler. You'll you'll know that shortly in the film with a supernatural thing, and it's a it's a demon that actually is one that's been. I don't want to say in real life, but it's something that's known. If you're like, you know what I mean? It's not something that they just made up. It's it's a demon knife. I've heard the name of before, but either that's irrelevant. But still, I just want to put that out there because I thought it was kind of cool. But that you do get a demon in that, in that respect, like a conjuring occasionally. But I want to see a bad shit, crazy demons film like like demons again, stuff like that. Wouldn't that be cool? Well, it's coming get, next
2: year. It's coming next year in 2019. Feral, it? Feral two. Feral two. Where are the demons?
1: <laughs> Feral 2, Demons it's like fucking hell of a, movie. <laughs> a Haunting in Connecticut 2, Ghost of Georgia Ghost of... The Last Exorcism Haunting, 2
3: Haunted in Connecticut 2, Ghosts of Georgia I mean <laughs> yeah. Oh my lord Anyway
1: oh, yeah.
3: I, I don't think this movie failed but it also didn't succeed I gave it a 5 out of 10 painfully average, good production value enough said
1: Five and
2: a half. I'm right there with you guys. Five out of ten. I even wrote really good sound design. I liked some of the music they used, also.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was fine. Yeah, and we we didn't do it this time for whatever reason. This week, we forgot to do uh, 2018. We just have been doing head ratings. ratings. <laughs> we did, but we but we didn't do it for our earlier films. We did. The no, first we first didn't.
2: First, we didn't. So.
1: We, we you know par for the course. You been started been the, you thumbling. started that off.
2: I noticed that when you shouted oh, seven for ten for Stillborn, <laughs> so I was just like, you know what, we'll just go with this.
1: Oh, you're right. I don't oh, think
2: well. I don't think anything's making any list anyway. Although Strangers Pray at Night was really fun.
1: Right now, cool. Well,
3: thanks, Jerry. Yeah. Well, uh-huh. Yeah. Thanks. Jerry. Yeah, thanks right thanks for that
1: hope we helped. I mean, he said he didn't know what he felt. He, he seems like he likes it more than other people, and he's been taken. I don't think we did anything to uh, to help, but we examined it as best we could.
2: I know? think Christian sewed it up. I can't talk. Okay. Summed it up perfectly. I would say sewed it up. Sewed so what up?
1: <laughs> the human centerpiece? Dave's thing? corpse. Went, yeah, Dave's <laughs> corpse.
2: <laughs> After putting his own white, salty reagent inside of it. <laughs> no, uh, Christian summed it up perfectly. It's painfully average. And it's not that you can't tell the same story again and still have it be fun, but just it, it needed to just do some things differently. Yeah,
3: that's oh, like, fair. We said the zombie movie has been done to death, yet they seemingly have been coming out with all these unique takes dead shack the Mm -hmm. the one i was blowing that i why can't i think of the name right now
1: oh 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 oh, um cargo
3: cargo Cargo. and did you say yeah there's this is these are great new takes and even cargo there have been other survival films in a zombie apocalypse that have been done so it is about the script and the character's Yes. yes and and that's what the difference would be obviously I, I know we're not really treading new ground here on what makes a film unique and good but i mean if you're going to go this route then you're really got to deliver on the gore and the kills and yeah this movie yes. had gore and kills but obviously not enough to elevate it above the derivative script
2: I think because it's it's so derivative that at this point like you said we you, you need the characters are the most important thing, and they're not terrible, but they're just i I didn't care who lived or died, whereas in cargo and ravenous, Dead Shack I like not as much as the other two, but particularly Cargo and Ravenous, they're really like you're you're invested in these characters, you're with them on this on this journey, and the, both films are terrific
3: truth. Well, even that other one, <laughs> tree fucking guy. Uh, even though it stains the sands red
1: last year. Yeah, or not, like, stains
2: his pants brown.
3: Yeah,
1: <laughs> which I might have done during this episode. <laughs> that joke doesn't get old. Huh? <laughs> it doesn't.
3: I was thinking of that
2: film too before. See, so that's a that's a good callback to that one. Yeah, the zombie genre is really really going strong as far as I'm concerned. It's actually become one of my favorite genres of of the last few years.
1: Well, when it's not. Regular zombie fair,
2: yes, yeah. I like, I didn't yes. see like, see, saw like the new, what the day of the dead reckoning is that what it was called?
1: Oh, well, he should have known better, yeah. You bloodline. Known. Bloodline.
2: <laughs> bloodline, whatever the fuck. reckoning, bloodline. Hey, reckoning. people like
3: it better than I did, but yeah, it was a giant
2: that I wouldn't watch. But these, these character driven ones that's that could always save a film, even if the story is generic to something we've seen before. Just good characters, that's what that's what makes the battery such a great film.
1: Right on. You're right about it's,
2: that. It's nothing new in terms of zombies, but just those two characters are so engaging.
1: For sure, I gotta watch Cargo. Matter of fact, I gotta get a jump on my 2018s. I gotta get back in the swing.
2: Yeah, um, I, I've slowed down a lot on 2018. I'm still right on pace for where for what I want to hit, but I just uh, I haven't been overly impressed. Don't I'm watch Qua. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: no. I'm gonna watch Cargo. I'm gonna go try to go see Hereditary. I'm going to watch Stranger's 2. I have, oh yeah, I got a nice list of films that I think Yeah,
2: I still got to see Hereditary see. and Quiet Place. Oh, you got to see Quiet Place. Yeah, yeah. I got to see both of those. I got a lot a lot of good ones still left to see.
1: Maybe next show we'll do 2018s again. I don't know. I don't know what we're going to do. We'll know. Maybe another trilogy like this with some trips. I don't know. I don't know. I've got to watch know. The
3: Descent again. I just didn't get you to do. it for this show, but I do have to watch it again. Yeah.
1: Maybe something will come up. Maybe something will come up with Patreon. Yeah, thank you, guys. Thank, thank you to the patrons. You know, we, we had two of them. It's triple hours tonight. So if you guys want to be on there, www.patreon.com slash explodingheads. Just a dollar a month gives you all access. You get in, get to see the videos. You get early access to the shows. And you get um you get on the drawings, obviously. We had a few tonight. So uh, I, I just did a video tonight with my daughter, me and Frankie Z. And I said tonight I will absolutely put out a video a month starting now. No question one way or the other. So we'll we'll try to get more stuff out there, but, but that's that. Yeah. Next show. We don't know what we're doing. Maybe a show like this, maybe a 2018, maybe a top 20, maybe just topics. I don't know. We don't know what we're going to do.
2: Maybe we're not doing
1: another show. Maybe this is the last show. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) In that case.
3: Fuck both of you.
1: <laughs> right. And if I die, I, do whatever you want to my corpse.
2: I be... never liked either one of you.
1: <laughs> nice. Okay. Uh, let's sign off. we we'll, we'll, let's do a professional sign off. Oh, one of these. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. We love you all. Thank you, everybody. Again, keep sharing the show. Keep uh, subscribing. Tell your friends, tell your family fun at parties. Okay. Anyway, let me, let me try to get serious. Um, Thank you. We love you guys. And thanks for making us number one on Horror for Network once again. Boom! That was a nice surprise.
2: Much love, bruv.
1: <laughs>
3: Take care, everybody.
1: Take care, everybody. We'll see you guys next time. And um, that's the end of that. I'm Dave Z.
3: I'm Christian. And I'm not. Peace out.
2: <laughs> and I'm not. What the fuck is that? I'm Christian and I'm not. <laughs>